when we do spoopy things is sell spoopy accessories. I am the shadow, uh, and then we have uh, everybody else. We uh, have I'm everybody else. I am the I am the I am the Evie of everyone else. I'm, <laughs> I'm the period. <laughs> oh wait, you get taken out by the Pixar guy. <gasps> No, it's the eye that gets taken out with a Pixar guy. What do you mean? Ooh. He's the period at the top of the eye. <gasps> oh, true. Who said that? He said he was the period at the end. You didn't say which period. <laughs> what do you mean? It's not a period on top of an eye. Also, that it? eye was definitely a capital. What is it? It's a dot. I mean, what's the difference? Not every, the fucking a colon isn't two periods. It should exactly. be. The colon has a tail. No, it's a semicolon. I feel like because it's I, partially a colon. I feel like there's I feel like there's a dot which turns to a period when it has a purpose, which then becomes a colon when it decides to be gay and decides to be a straight relationship when it's a We're a writing channel. <laughs> I'm not a writer, I'm the artist. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a shit I talker. hope this is what you came for, people who download this podcast on the other things. I don't know how RSS works. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I just upload it, and it tells me that people download it. He just said words <laughs> to me. I don't know what any of that means. Precise. You're most of the way and to my all understanding. All those words ended with a period. To get back on track, you. This is the Spooky Month, and for all of the Spooky Month, we will be covering spooky, spooky things. Roz, what did we just get through to prepare for this week's spoopy episode? Let's read well, the title. First, we put ourselves in a spoopy mood by playing a bunch of Phasmo, and then we spent the entire week watching cult classic movies such as The Conjuring, The Conjuring 2, The Reckoning, uh, what is it, uh, Annabelle, and uh, that one movie I don't remember the name of. I think the it had none. a nun in it. Literally, literally, literally the, the shortest name. name. It's a deceptively simple name. I think it had a nun in it. What movie was that? You mean the nun? Yeah. We in a church surrounded by uh, those like female priests. Oh, sister. I mean, nothing happened in the movie anyway. True. Except for the things that happened, yeah. Yeah, they pretty much just went in and left. That was it. <laughs> that was a filler episode at they, best. They went in, they said, damn, this looks bad, and they left. <laughs> that's that kind of what happened. They walked away. Uh, Are you okay? I don't remember his name. He had a mild stroke. Are you talking about the demon or the yeah, characters? Like, well? His name was like Zavok or some bullshit. Valak? Valak, thank I mean, you. No, Valak. Is that his wrestling name? His wrestling name is Valak, but his name is Valak. <laughs> The Marquis of Snakes. You should start going in with so <laughs> many other words. I was like, we 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 just seen it. How many like incorrect names times. is Kaiser gonna say before he gets to the right one? Well, uh, probably as many as I said. So that's a good question, Amber. We actually only watched the Curse of La Llorona. We were going we with only... the main timeline in peoples. We only also, watched we didn't have time. before we that. We didn't named. watch the animal creation or the third one. I'd say we could skip the creation. I didn't want to skip House Party, but we ran out of time. Yeah. I thought you hated that one. No, I love Annabelle House Party. I don't like uh, The Curse of La Llorona. Ah. Yeah. Like, that was the most boring one, and I hated the ghost because it made no sense. I hate children, and I'll keep killing them. Don't you hate cheaters? 
No, no, no she hates children. So just that to one. recap, we if you, if you change the math and do some algebra and subtract everything you just did, it'll make sense to you. True. Damn. Yeah, I just, felt science. Just to recap, <laughs> we watched Annabelle, The Nun, Conjuring 1, and Conjuring 2 this week. And not have, in that order. Not not in that order. It was pretty close. It was The Nun, Annabelle, 1 and 2. Uh, I have started going through our recordings of us watching it to make uh, the funny videos. Um, I'm pretty happy with the way that The Conjuring 2 ended up. But I have to change a couple of things, such as on the video version of it, I have to put something on the screen at one point because apparently I left the movie itself on for too much of it, despite <laughs> the fact that it's only on for a couple of seconds and then it plays in reverse because we made a joke. Look, we get like one second. We did heckle the hell out of these four movies. Yeah. Uh, so real quick. Because I don't feel like us going through and giving our, you know, our four-point-based uh, scoring to all four of them, because that would be 16 scores each. Uh, that oh, was yeah. for Kaiser I put in Big the numbers. Chat. So, instead of doing that, we... <laughs> That's, a That's your shirt right there, Kaiser. That's what do you mean it's my shirt? <laughs> That's for you. That's for you. No, it ain't. Anyway, I would like for us to essentially just say, with the four that we watch, from least favorite to favorite, how would you guys rate them? I made Roz do the intro, so I'll let him go last. Thomas, you're first. Yeah, let's see. Aw. I know I'm really springing this one on you. It's fine, because I'm fairly certain... It's going to be Conjuring 1, Nun, Annabelle, Conjuring 2. It's that from least to most, or...? Ah, correct. I didn't specify Wait, that. Most what favorite... was the one that made me lose my shit? Oh, no, that was uh, the Nun. That was Nun. Oh, that one's going last on my list. <laughs> Rook, so, can yeah, you say your list again? From most to least, Conjuring 1, Nun, Annabelle, Conjuring 2. I just want to make sure if I'm consistent in what I just said. I believe so. I believe so as well. Do you want to know the funny thing about this spoopy play playlist? Eh? It <sighs> randomly has, like, these real, like... Screams? No, they've got, like, these bass-boosted remixes. <laughs> spooky, scary, skeletons, on. Yeah, that's copyright. Well, no, all of the songs on Epidemic Sound are technically copyrighted by Epidemic Sounds, but they don't copyright strike us because we have a subscription with them. No, I just meant what Thomas did. Sure. I'll do my yeah, best fucking to... Yeah, do it in a shit way. i do my best to, to make it, you know, unrecognizable for a bot. Maurice. If you could That's go me. from least to great. Least to great. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Annabelle, Nun, Conjuring 1, Conjuring 2. Huh. You prefer Conjuring 1 over Conjuring 2? Sorry, you like Conjuring 2 over Conjuring 1? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's more or less that's when, like, 
when I watched them in um, when I binge watched all of their movies in a single day, Conjurance Two is where I was like, "Oh, this is just an action movie." <laughs> like watching these poor British people get harassed by these ghosts and they're just no longer like oh i'm just a little spooky now that's blatant it's like see there's nothing there the door slammed and put the dresser in the way i'm in a hot situation now (laughs) the police have been the police are not only involved they actively flee the police saw what happened Mm -mm. that's Mm -mm. how that's how much action we got going on here and i don't know i really like the crooked pants the Crooked right. Man is, was pretty good. It's probably my favorite part of the series that we watched. Well, sorry. What movie was that. he in again? Chandran Two. Okay. Now, since I said Roz, you would get to go last. So next is me. Um, for me, it goes none Conjuring Two, Annabelle, then Conjuring One. Hmm. Is and, it from least favorite to favorite, or yes, that, yeah. that's the order I'm doing it. And to be fair, Conjuring Two is as low as it, as it is because of the same reason that Maurice said that it's his favorite. I don't like the fact. Yeah, I like one of the things that uh, Roz said while we were watching was it got to uh, when we were watching Conjuring One, he was just like, nothing's even happened yet. And I was sitting there like, a whole bunch has happened. What do you mean? I like the <laughs> things that have happened. They're spoopy, but they're not like overtly like, to have a ghost. And motherfucker, The Conjuring 2, like, less than 30. Like, I legitimately think it's like 20 minutes in. Yeah, it's, it's about 15. We have the ghost possessing a girl and pushing around that fucking. Oh, God, why am I blanking on the word? The he fucking just fire engines and the whispering to the other girl. That's and right. it's just like, all right, gee, this is happening fast. That's right. The brakes. They they were never on the car for that movie. And that that's honestly why that one is as low as it is for me, because I was just like, okay, please calm down. I get it. There's a ghost. I would like to be spooked before like you have to get me in the mood before I'm actually gonna be spooked. Uh, <laughs> and the Conjuring one got me in the mood. Um, I will explain why Annabelle is at my number two later. That's good. Okay, so I guess it's my turn now. It is. Uh, yeah. My list is uh, the Least nine favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, Conjuring one, Conjuring two, and then no, well, eh, oh. Conjuring two, Conjuring one, and then uh, Annabelle. All right. All right. Any reasons? Uh, Conjuring 2, I don't think they did enough with the cast to make me feel great. It was mostly just the mom and uh, the one daughter. Yeah. And then everybody else was just kind of there. To be fair, and I'll give it to them to be fair, you can't really get rid of them because it's based off of a true story. Yeah. Uh, like all you needed was two of the like like all you needed was two of the girls and Billy. But like then there was the other brother who did nothing. I forgot he had a name. And yep. The the crooked man, while well, I liked him, I, I loved his design. He got very anime at the end. 
hell when he went through the roof yeah when he yeah. went through the roof and then popped out of the fucking uh Yo. the wall and then just like punched through the door i was like there's no fucking way that happened no that was <laughs> absolutely no fucking way that See, entire last sequence was just fan was fan it. canon yeah see look here's the thing it, well the whole thing was fan shit <laughs> yeah. but uh uh here's the thing for me of why i put things in certain orders um i don't get scared Thanks. so horror movies don't really do anything for me when they try to be like subtle and like oh they're building attention oh 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 all oh, to a jump scare it's like uh and also for the fact of since i've been doing like like a lot of filmmaking research and things like that and all the whatnots i can't look at it as a viewer anymore i look at it from like oh i can already predict how the scare is going to come and things like that so when they start doing action movie things my brain completely turns around and it's like ooh, like during um the conjuring one it was a bunch of like small subtle scares that i thought was like really good but then when like you know doors start slamming and they grabbed the girl's hair and threw her halfway across the room <laughs> i was like jesus let her go <laughs> so now we're in the action obviously me and maurice have a very similar standpoint when it comes to watching movies where we we research this stuff we're attempting to get into this field so we generally can predict things pretty easily i have a weird thing with horror where despite the fact that i know 90 percent of what's going to happen before it happens i am simultaneously sitting there and i'm just like are you going to do it well though you're gonna, you gonna mix it you're up you're gonna play the music in a way that actually does get my heart to go a flutter are you are you going to do it i weirdly enough in its own way i view it like i view action i know what's going to happen in an action scene and if i'm wrong then it's because of the fact they've decided that physics doesn't work um but after the first action scene i can generally predict how most action scenes are going to go and with horror i can do that same thing but i'm also sitting there like impress me hence why like <laughs> when we were watching the nun and i was like Come on, guys, with the cross that was directly behind her that shifted. And I'm like, just put it on a different wall. Put it slightly somewhere else. And that's also why, like, one of the things I liked about Annabelle, we all obviously knew with the music when she turned it off, it's like, okay, someone's going to turn back on the, someone or something is going to turn back on the music. But mm. simultaneously, when it did that and when we went back and you could see there was that little flash of movement that I noticed of this right. like shadow being moving across the room and turning it and then when the cameras panned across a bit you saw them in the shades but then when it went to her looking at the shades they were no longer there that all to me is while I'm like yeah all these things are you know probably what's gonna happen they're doing it in a way that actually works because hmm. I don't like it if like you know that happens there's no like sign of anything it's just the arm that moves there's no real movement and then the wind picks up and the shades move if that had been all it was it would have been a lot less for me because i in my own way get simp i i i would describe it as sympathy scared because i am in fact saying they're just like oh you you didn't see that you really you really should have seen that it's mm. really important that you see that what's happening over there I see. So the movie's ability to leverage that dramatic irony is what really does it for you. Yes, that is my favorite way of doing horror. It's kind of like how there was a, uh, I can't remember the name of it. It might have just been called Underwater. 
Um, there was this, like, advanced science base that was under the Pacific Ocean, and I can't remember if it was, like, they summoned aliens or what it was. Most because I didn't watch the entire movie. I was watching a video about spooks. Right. Um, and they showed the clip, and basically all that happened is they were doing a deep sea walk. They were literally at the ocean floor and they were walking across it. And, like, some people had already started dying and they're like, we don't know what the fuck is doing this. And they were scanning their flashlight across and a rock shifted as they moved the flashlight over it and as they raised their flashlight up, something that you could barely see disappeared into the darkness. Mm. And, like, from the camera angle, you knew they were probably gonna see something. But doing it that way really works for me personally, because I'm just like, haha, I have no idea what the fuck that was. And if I was underwater, I would have just shat myself. Like, in that same vein, uh, going into The Conjuring 2, I found nothing scary about the whole uh, nun thing when she walked across in plain view, and then her shadow walked across in plain view, walked into the painting, grabbed the painting and sprinted forward. Mm -hmm. There was nothing entertaining or scary to me about that because I was sitting there like, I Maurice even said it and I heard it back in the recording this time. Uh, Kaiser, he literally said Kaiser would literally just pick her up and slam her back down again. And it's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking what? You can't see me. I'm going to fucking right. grab you. That's right. It's, it's Maurice, confirmation. Maurice said, uh, a lot of these movies would play out different and people would just start swinging at the ghost. All's your we life. need more All's hood life. people in horror movies. <laughs> no, no, Kaiser. Last time we got that, we got the leprechaun in the hood, and nobody Ooh. wants to watch that movie. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> nobody wants hood. to watch that movie. I'm not going to lie. I actually don't remember too many details of the leprechaun movies because, unfortunately, my father made me marathon the entire thing. So both leprechaun in space and leprechaun in the hood kind of bleed together. However... I do remember two things from Leprechaun in the Hood. One, he got some ass. Two, he got some weed. Which is like, wow, this is a very tasteless movie looking back at it nowadays. But at the time, I was like, wow, he really is in the hood, young Thomas thought. He is really <laughs> in the hood. Wow, the title's so was it Lep in the Hood come to do no good? Yo. No, what killed me was he was stealing people's gold teeth in the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Look, he was just my... I just want my they, gold back. They That's melted right. down his gold and turned it into fucking gold really? teeth. That's to right. be fair, you deserve all of this bad things happening to you because you robbed this man. Stop robbing people. Maybe if you didn't touch it, you would have been fine. So... That's all true. You ever think of that? I gave... I decided we were going to do points. And essentially, the way that I decided we were going to oh, do it, shit. since there are four <laughs> options, it was, if it was your lowest rank, it was a one, second, two, third, three, but then if it was your favorite, I decided we were going to go with the fun system, and they get a five. Oh, Ooh. why? Fun system. Well, I, so... I enjoy it when first place gets extra points for being that number one. I wonder how many of them tied. None. Oh, the nun is uh, collectively our worst at a total of seven points. Damn, this goes against everything movie. I said about it. I said it was pretty good. It's the worst one, everyone agreed, even I. Uh, Except for the curse of Lala Roma. You, you did oh, give it watch second. you. Um, the second to last, sorry. Um, next is actually The Conjuring 2. Mm -hmm. Then uh, it is 
uh, uh, Annabelle by literally one point. Nice. And then the Conjuring one wins in a relative landslide. Ooh, it, nice. Scores were 7, one. 10, 11, 16. Let me do the math real quick for if it was just a four. Still a landslide. Mm. It would be 7, 9, 10, and then 14. Uh, can I voice like a complaint I found with these movies? Go. That's of the course. whole point of this. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I I, I don't point. know when you wanted to schedule that, so I I'm trying to figure out if I'm we did in the right four time movies. Frame. We don't have a time frame for this. Okay. So... Any time frame I put on this would get grossly fucking <laughs> yeah. destroyed the second we actually got started. We're kind of <laughs> talking about them as a collective. So. The biggest problem I have with all the movies, and specifically the ones with the Warrens in it, like I think in the first Conjuring, they weren't re they didn't really come and become a big major part of it until like the end. They didn't and come. Then, then in you need to be stopped. <laughs> then in <laughs> then in the second one, they were pretty much in it the entire movie. The problem I have with these movies is. The Warrens are too fucking important in these movies. Like, they got more screen time than the families most of the time, and way more focus. Right. And I don't think it should be about them. It should be about the families, the Is hauntings. It? But uh, every time a Russ. Warren was there, the story would fucking break apart. Uh, Russ. Yes? We're, we're kind of following those people. I know we're following those people, but it's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. The families of the backdressing. True. That's I don't give a fuck about the Warrens. Nothing happened to them ever. What do you uh, mean? What do you I mean? The nun was after them. Listen, the, they got stuff. that was made up TV bullshit. Made up this is supposed to be made. This is supposed to be from real events and shit. And then we're making up a fucking nun that's haunting this guy. We have no reason why the nun wants him dead. The nun oh. just wants him dead. Oh, I know why. Why? Because he cheated on his wife. Oh, <laughs> yes, completely. But no, uh, during the uh exorcism of uh maurice the first maurice uh those two were there and well guess who got grabbed it was lorraine and the nun was inside of maurice and was like i guess i'm gonna fuck with this bitch now well yeah that was the point that they were trying to make about how exorcisms can be dangerous because essentially what they were trying to hint at is that since exorcisms are the attempt to remove a dangerous spirit from a person if you detach it, but you do not seal it, then it will just attach to someone else. So it's very dangerous for anyone performing an exorcism to do that. And that's what happened with this exorcism. Is that they detached the spirit from Maurice, who did just go on and kill himself. Um, and it it latched on to Lorraine. And then it fucked with her and Ed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, wait, wait. Wait until you see what the devil, um, the devil made me do it. And then you're gonna really hate the Warrens because <laughs> during the start, one of them actively just punches Ed in the chest and stops that nigga, just stops his heart. What? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't kill him, but it's like, boom, now you have heart failure. <laughs> like, you, Jesus. I'm sure in Ed's perspective, you can hear the halo doo -doo 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 -doo, as the shields go down. <laughs> Just take pretty much damage. like it, it, for, it hit him so hard he had to walk with a cane for the rest of the movie. No, oh, it was yeah. most likely because of his actual real life failing health. But they added that in like a fucking a demonic child just drop kicked him and he went ah. 
All right, you know what? Let's let me just ask you this because I don't plan to watch it. Can you give us the quick down and dirty? What the fuck happens in The Devil Made Me Do It? Oh, bet. Okay. So in the third movie, The Devil Made Me Do It. Delray, uh, the Warrens are called to do another. You know, oh, I think our son is haunted, and oh, he was. They they had some nice little uh, spooks in there, just kid chilling, like kid hiding in the shower. Devil or the this one was another witch, but this one was alive, which made it extra weird. Mm-hmm. But it was it was really fucking with this kid. But um. During like the exorcism, they had the kid on the table. It was convulsing and saying, "This is an eight-year-old," and like once it gets free, it like, well, fucking just Wolverine lunges at <laughs> and knocks him to the ground and like pretty much just punches him in the heart. This man dying and shit, and uh, the boyfriend dying and shit. The boyfriend really wants to date the big sister of this family, so he's like, "Get out of him, take me instead," and the demon's like. You got it, Chief. All right, all right. Is that an offer, Uwu? <laughs> Say less, Owo. So then it just worms its way into his body, and now he's possessed. But, you know, uh, it looks like we got rid of the demon because, you know, Lorraine's powers are very inconsistent, like every real-life real medium. So, you know, they, they go on to continue their lives until one day he's, uh, he's kind of tired at work. He has to go home early because... This motherfucker was up in a tree trying to chainsaw things, half woke, kind of drunk looking. So they, they send him home. And this is a real thing that happened, by the way. While he's there, this is not this is not real because we weren't there for it. But he was um in the house. His uh landlord was there and his girlfriend was there. And it was this he was trying to, you know, relax, but they decided to like start like having a small party, get the mood going and everything like that. Uh, so he proceeded to stab his landlord 22 times in the chest. That's real. Cool. That man actually died. Unfortunately. <laughs> that man actually died. Like, this is a real case. This is not make-believe right now. He is a person Yo, actually stabbed a man. Playing. I'm not fucking around. I'm goddamn serious. Look it up, the receipts. Mm-hmm. But, so, uh, his defense was... Uh... The, the you know the title of the movie the devil made me do it and so the that, guys this one this one might interest you a lot so the lawyer's like i don't believe that so the so the warrants straight up take the lawyer to their house and take her to the demon room and the next scene it's just like i believe you now and i was like what did you do to her <laughs> I would love to talk about that demon room, but yeah, I, I can imagine what happened. I am what so worried about what could have been done in that demon room to what that did poor you, lawyer. The symbol, the symbol monkey hazed her a little bit. Scared her straight. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after that, um, uh, so the way that we uh, end up meeting uh, Warren and um, not, uh, the Warrens again, is they're helping the detective solve a murder of like or the disappearance of two girls and so lorraine uses her psychic visions to like track them down and then you know how she mimics the bodies of the deceased so she starts mimicking the girls figuring out where they went they went this way 
this one ran that way and they just kept running and ed has to still crippled chase down his wife and she is dead ass running to her towards a cliff which is it's like it's it's like not like she does not see the cliff like remember the, the low cow hasn't changed this is a wooded forest area nothing really changed in this area so that cliff was there when the person fell off it and she's still making a mad dash for it but you know i guess her body's mimicking the person who died which uh, i would like to not ever do because uh they died and i don't want to repeat those footsteps nah repeat them so she so so they stop her and she's like standing on the edge of the cliff then uh first jump scare or like first uh very interesting jump scare uh this hand comes up and just grabs her ankies and pulls her and i'm like Ankies. which demon is this who did this but then um after that they uh figure out oh those two girls died then they actually go help with the case and it uh a lot of nothing happens in this movie it was really boring but um they they figure out like oh yeah the devil actually made this kid well it wasn't really a devil it turns out it was a witch this whole time and uh it was a pastor's daughter because the pastor was scared of like cults and things so he sheltered his daughter so badly that she did not get to leave her house for like 44 years hey. yeah it was it was weird but you know she got away by Wait. Finding an underground mine shaft where she decided to make her home, and then she set up an altar where I think the altar was made of pure fucking marble. And I was like, "How did you lift that? You're Skill. malnourished." Skill-based worship. Skill my ass. You have no muscle strength. I don't think you can do a single push-up. Listen, the, I don't the know devil, how you get out of bed in the morning. The devil was the devil was a marvelist. But um, yeah. Uh, also, like straight up. Once again, it's, it's that in between where it's, oh yeah, this is based off a true story, but actively two prison guards saw this nigga floating in midair and fucking rooms getting trashed. And it's like, you see this? <laughs> you cannot tell me this is not clear cut evidence that he's possessed because there's no way he's hanging without either you doing it or someone on the inside helping him. But uh, yeah, so uh, just like in the real life court case, uh, they find him uh, quite guilty. But yeah, they also think he's uh, I think he was like insane or whatever. But anyway, he, he goes to actual jail for a while. I think he like I think he goes to like I think it's like they just give him manslaughter, even though he stabbed the man 22 times. And I don't think that's accidental. It slips. But he gets like five years, comes out, marries uh and marries the sister and it's like yay we we did it happy ending and they also defeat the evil witch woman somehow i i don't remember that part what's the witch's name she's a real well she's not a real person but uh she's not not. this this definitely had to be fabricated like 100 percent uh isla i s l i l a i s l a okay or if it's like island it's just isla isla either or yeah she uh she was the she was a part of the occult she was doing you know disciples of the ram which is annabelle Mm -hmm. 
And Annabelle did nothing during this entire movie. Uh, chilling her glass case back at home. Like, Release I can't wait for a house party. Yeah. <laughs> she was saving up for the house party. It Look, the house party is the fun one. Yeah. That's the one where you get like 12 different ghosts. Like, it's like playing Phasmophobia, but every ghost is here. <laughs> I, I was going to say it was Smash Bros. But this works too. But, uh, yep, that one was boring as hell. Hmm. Hi, Mercy. So, I think, uh, Roz, you actually had a very interesting comment when you were talking about uh, some aspects of Conjuring 2 that you didn't like. To expand on it, would you say that the detailed, almost interpersonal story of the families and these demons slash spirits are the more compelling parts of this movie franchise to you? Absolutely. Mm, mm, like, mm. we don't really learn a whole lot about the ghosts until, like, the climax of the movies. And even then, it's the bare minimum you need to, like, beat them and nothing else. So we could have used all of the time with the Warrens and all, uh, all the... Because most of the time when the Warrens pop up during the movie, it's never together with, like the uh the people they're just off somewhere else doing other things and I mean, then eventually they the join families. in uh but instead we could be like developing the ghost finding out about it what what motivates it why it's doing the thing but then we when we do learn all that stuff it's haphazardly thrown in by the warrens later on in a movie with the bare minimum effort like Oh, to be fair, and this is what they do, and this is how they do it. To be fair, the ghosts never really change. What, hey, what do you want? I kill one of you. <laughs> yeah. I want your soul. They uh, always now, want the same thing too. Yeah, I bring this up because this is also very interesting. We all basically, we collectively, as a statistic, as a statistic, agree that the Nun is the least compelling movie, despite there only being four. I'll count. Technically, other aspects of the nun is five local characters. So, what's going on here? Why? With, why did the nun not hit, but the Conjuring one and Annabelle did? I think the, that the you go ahead. Uh, the problem with the nun is it was boring. Like beyond like the first death, there wasn't really a whole lot going. There was spooky stuff that happened, and there was a lot of craziness that happened, but. It usually left more questions than answers. Mm. And it's like everybody already know you could have figured out what was going on with the nun stuff like two two minutes into being into that spooky ass building. But for Look. some reason he never just like put it together. So that I mean dumb shit was happening to him. Like so stuff was happening to him, but I, I can't formulate the words. I'll let somebody else go until so actually, I figure it out. The, this is uh, I'm gonna interject my reason for why I have it as my least favorite, and it's because of the fact that like I think I even said it at the end of our recording for it. Everyone in the nun is just really fucking stupid. Yeah. Like yeah. the it is the one that has the very most obvious haunting shit going on. And like everybody's including, oblivious. Including the guy who's like, yes, I've done an exorcism before. 
the boy, he did not survive. Oh my god, it's the boy who did not survive, and he's chasing after him. It's like, <laughs> of all people, you should know I should not chase this man. <laughs> That's LaDaniel. I need to I need to ask him. I must save LaDaniel. I need I need to ask Daniel oh. to give me a rating of my exorcism one out of five stars. You know my biggest problem with the nun? Hmm. Yeah. It was the fact that you don't even have to be like into the movies or anything like that. You could be half paying attention, but if you saw the beginning, you instantly already knew none of you motherfuckers are real because those were the last two nuns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, even if... are you trying to trick me or something? Why'd you start the movie with that? Here's that the other was thing. Another... No, wait, guys. I was just going to say, like, even if we didn't see that, though, like, even if that was like a flashback later. It was really obvious that there were no nuns alive here. Like, yeah. really, really obvious that none of the nuns were alive. They were being real weird, real ghost-like, and there was only one that talked, and they put her in the fucking room of the person that killed himself. Yep. It also it also told me that Valak really loved role-playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's, yeah. all a part, it's all a part of the, the one keyword to personify a valid sadistic what's more yeah. sadistic than gaslighting this entire the gaslighting this entire group of idiot misfits trying to exercise it by thinking oh yeah there's totally people here which also was kind of crazy because i when i was first looking at it i assumed that they were all ghosts of the dead nuns still trying to do their job uh, nope uh, and long the ago. other thing with the nun is it it's kind of like a mystery but they already told you the answer at the beginning so you're waiting for the characters to catch up to you yeah and it, it's that's why it was so boring because we already had all the answers right there and there it, is that there was as i mentioned before good leverage of dramatic irony and kaiser was talking about how in annabelle and i believe in the conjuring one how the haunts um slowly escalate but in none we you're absolutely right we have all the cards we are watching a bunch of characters almost like a uh almost like a game show where we know the answers but the other person the contestant does not we're just waiting for them to have their brains work but their brains aren't working as well as we think they should well, uh, you say that as though there's some conjecture in whether they were or were not being dumb. But let they were us absolutely n- being dumb. Let us not forget that they know this is a demon. They know this is a very powerful demon. And the three main characters for the conjuring split up after they passed the, the door nun. that sorry, yeah. yes, the the nun, sorry. And the nun, the three main characters of the nun after they go through the door that says God does not live past this point, and yep. they immediately split up. That's right. Let's split up, gang, and look for that. Then look for that portal to hell. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they're literally looking for a portal to hell, and they're like, the fucking up, father gang. turns off one. Father Burke turns one way. The other two, I don't want to turn that way. Then they go down, and the nun goes. Uh, sorry, the sister goes a different way, and Frenchie is like, I should follow her. Takes a step. What's this way, though? And then he turns around and leaves. <laughs> and then they're like confused of how everyone went missing. 
Oh my god, where did everybody go? It's like you split up. Was this, about this whole operation was your idea. It was. Oh. And it it's just painful. Cause, you know, then obviously they all get attacked, and technically the sister gets possessed at this point. The time. Yeah. Which also, it bugs me that we like according to the rules. You, you can't just be possessed, which also brings up another issue. With Maurice, yeah. Yeah, because of the fact that, did the sister quit the second she got surrounded by a bunch of people dressed the same as her? And Maurice, Maurice was just being strangleholded. Mm-hmm. Then, then, then that snake went down his throat. Yeah, yeah exactly. But the snake was it. That was um... it possessing him. Mm-hmm. Why? Now, but you have to agree to allow it to possess you. But I'm weak. There is one question that comes with that, with Valak in particular. Mm-hmm. We get those rules about how demon possession works, specifically established in Annabelle, a completely different demon. No, we get it established in Conjuring 1. Which was the witch, not Valak yeah. nor Annabelle. But it is a... They're not saying this demon specifically. It is, this is how demons work. They have to get permission. That right. Standard demon lore. Standard demon lore. But well, that that does bring up the question of just, uh, since the nun and Conjuring 2 came after Conjuring 1, of course, was this an intentional choice to retroactively make Valak super powerful because apparently he could do whatever the fuck he wants? But even Valak needed permission in the Conjuring 2. I thought Valak just wanted a, just wanted either the kid or Ed to die. No, it it needed permission to take over, and it eventually, uh, it, it wore down what's her bucket the. Uh, yes. Janet. Uh, yeah, Janet. The kitchen scene. I know what you're talking about. I'm following. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Janet nothing. ended up surrendering to Valak, and so Valak got control. Yeah. Well, time to go off this ledge. No, little girl, I'll save you. Walk oh, my way. arms. Walk this way. <laughs> Good times. But it's an unfortunate thing, because, of course, the, as we you know, know it's kind of crazy. Valak is, uh, and the way that our series handles Valak goes against the uh, tension that can be built from the rules and stakes that they set for themselves. You want to hear something cool? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Bathsheba, Valak, uh, uh, Mal, whatever his name is, that Mal, lipstick, yeah. that lipstick demon from Insidious. Yeah. All played by the same dude. <laughs> oh! Ooh. That nice. dude has been very much typecast, and I want, I'm simultaneously, uh, curious and concerned for how he got typecast as the <laughs> demon. <laughs> Well, he knows Someone what he's has doing. to play the demon. Right. Somebody's got to do it. Well, I'm just like, is he secretly possessed? Is this actually a demon in our world? They're just like, oh my god, I'd be real good at being a demon. <laughs> Fucking contorting himself. Like, look, you see what I can do to this mortal? I mean, my body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He plays other uh, monster movie things. Like in Dreamcatcher of a K, he plays the Night Hag. Death Knight, he plays Crone. I don't know those ones. But yeah, he's, he's just been playing... Monsters. Oh, I respect it. And a bunch of female ones out <laughs> while at it. I, I 
respect. Could you imagine just you getting in the costume? They don't tell you that you're gonna put your head on someone else's shoulder when you was a lipstick demon. <laughs> yeah. Uh -uh. I will put a picture out there for you to see Thank of you. this man. This is what he looks like. <laughs> now, I'm uh, sorry, his eyebrows make me laugh. <laughs> now, a little bit of the talk with Valak got me thinking of a question I would like to ask all of you. When it came to the actual apparition himself, so Valak, Annabelle, uh, I'm a caller Bethesda because it's funnier that way. <laughs> And even uh and even Bill. Bill, Bill Neither the science guy? Neither the science guy. When it came to the these when it came to these four in particular, which ones did uh you find particularly impressive, scary, felt something maybe possible uh possibly, oh, my, possibly my personal favorite is the Annabelle one. He yeah. was me. <laughs> so yeah. I I'm gonna go a little bit more into that. So the reason why Annabelle is my number two is because it actively has my favorite shot of all of the movies. Mm. I don't think they do. I don't think there's a single shot that is better than when she's running and she uh, after she was downstairs, the, the little storage unit. She runs away. She runs away. She runs all the way up the stairs. She turns around once she sees that hand. She runs further and then she like stops and turns around and the demon is just laying on the stairs behind her and just stares at her. Just did the caveman stuff. There's only one thing that ruins that for me. I think the that that scene here? would be a thousand times better if fucking... What was her... What was the name of the lady in that one? Oh, the... Um, Mia? Mia. If Mia had turned around and been, you know, like a person turned around, saw that, and been like, huh! and then just literally kept running as fast as she could. Just that would have made that so much better. But she, like, stops and stares at it, and it just lays there, and then it teleports up to her, and it's just like, you had literally the single best shot of these movies, but then you ruined the scene. Well, no, another uh, cute little fact. Hmm. The actress who played Mia's name is Annabelle. <laughs> Wow. Ironic. But yeah, I, I I don't know. Do you guys have a favorite shot? Because that one most uh, certainly is mine. Because uh, I'm sorry. I know I just asked it now. I'm going to talk a little bit more. But like, come on. You guys have done it. You guys have, you know, been a kid down in a dark basement or down on the bottom floor where you turned off a light, ran away from the fucking darkness demons, got upstairs and turned around real quick. Yep. Ran away from the darkness divas, TF. I, <laughs> I did used to have a fear of turning off the lights, but only because I associated the darkness itself as a entity that could swallow me, not necessarily a creature within the darkness. But in the opposite situation, I was actually vibing with the demon. Because I also run up the stairs with all fours. I'm going, demon. You see, personally, I I spent a lot of my life in uh, Tornado Alley. So everyone in Tornado Alley has a basement. And my family uh, made our basement into kind of like a, a second living room. And so my mom and my dad would control the upstairs living room. 
but they mm -hmm. had a, a nice TV in the basement that was basically a big old Sony brick because it had a defect that my dad hated. And so I got, like, I basically grew up with a 60-inch Sony TV that was just doomed to die that pissed my dad off. <laughs> but I was sitting like, big TV! Um, not, not the point. But, you know, I, my bedroom was upstairs, and, like, I would hang out in the basement until very late at night. And Brother. I didn't have Hello. I didn't have a fear of the dark. I just had a fear of being trapped in a dark place with something that I can't see. And so sure. whenever I turned that off works. the lights in that basement when it's pitch black outside and it's just entirely dark in this big old open basement, it's just immediately like <laughs> I wanna be somewhere else. That's right. <laughs> it's the uh my favorite I think my favorite thing to quote here. It's the Finn early adventure time when he first come across the ocean having a pathological fear of it and he says in the most convincing way possible I'm afraid! Do I have a favorite shot? Yeah, Damn. That, that, we, we can now answer that question. Also, do we answer everyone's favorite demon? Or favorite oh, no, man? Uh, I, well, I asked... Yeah, I say. That's, uh, I'll answer the last since I asked the question. My favorite demon, of course, I already said it, was the Crooked Man. Even though it's technically that's, like an aspect of the nun. That's just Valak. Yeah, yeah that's just Valak. But is Valak's better for him? Yeah, 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 absolutely. A1 top tier. His design, the fucking rhyme. Do you know how much of a theater kid you gotta be to make oh, up yeah. a persona with a fucking rhyme to it like that? That's, just that's why Valak chose a nun. He's just, he's a method actor. My favorite part of uh, the Crooked Man's thing was he made up another rhyme for when he just starts coming down the hallway and the whole family's like, oh. <laughs> Thomas? Yes. I think... Yeah, I, I think I like Valak. Only because it's so funny how personable Valak is. Over the course of these two movies, we get to see so much effort in being an asshole that the other ones just don't do. <laughs> Although Annabelle's, uh, Annabelle's hardcore. Annabelle's, uh, yeah. we talked about this, we, we haggled about this, as the Conjuring movie specifically has the warrant show us their collection room of cursed artifacts Annabelle 100% in prison rules is the one in solitary confinement that almost everybody else is afraid of. Yeah, uh, but Valak is like that abusive ex that really got to know you just so they know what buttons to push so they can fuck with you. Mm-hmm. Sadistic. It's beautiful. So you just gotta get those people out of your life entirely. Don't keep them around. That's right. Exercise, Exercise them. them. <laughs> this word is not just used for the spiritual. Now, my favorite spook. Hmm. It, it doesn't have to be your favorite spook, just your favorite shot. Yeah, okay. my favorite shot is the first mentioned... scene with the, the, the fucking crooked man. Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah. the one when he is the dog. He's walking down the hallway and he's doing the fucking rhyme. Yeah. And then ah, yeah. Just, that one's dope. What's her bucket? Uh, my my favorite my favorite is because specifically of Irene of Sister Irene from the Nun. Come it on, is Irene. 
they're exploring the catacombs, as you mentioned. The Scooby-Doo gang split up to look for clues, which was, of course, their first mistake. And Irene's experience in particular is that she's walking. She's dressed in her pseudo white robe. Irene, the white style clothing and shit. And she knows that literally no other living thing exists. However, the shot pans. We see that there's a figure behind her. One of the many aspects of Valak being an asshole nun. She turns around, notices the figure. It doesn't do the usual thing of when a human tries to perceive the thing that's haunting them. It, you know, fakes it out and disappears real quick out of sight. No, no, Valak is just like, yo, what's up? This is, uh, I'm gonna call this one Bridget. This is Sister Bridget. Bridget, this is Irene. Uh, say hello to each other. And Irene deadass sees this aspect of the demon that she knows is not here for anything friendly and still says, hello. And when she says hello, a different nun from stage left tackles her and slams her into the wall. Uh. I, <laughs> I felt not spooks, but rather so much adrenaline and entertainment from that, from that series of events. Okay, I have two. One from The Conjuring, which is my personal favorite scene of, oh, let me start taking down some laundry. Oh, I have an eerie feeling. Uh, let me get this. Oops, it starts to fly away. Oh, someone's standing there. Oh, oh, now you're in the upstairs window. How the mom you get up there so fast? <laughs> Did you see you got a sprint? They took a shortcut. And my other one is from Annabelle. And it, it was a it was a really dangerous scene to uh, to just to look at. It was um all right. Let me go into this room. Oh, it closed both doors. Let me look under the crack. My baby, still book at it. So never book. I'm gonna hit your baby. I'm like, oh my god. And then Annabelle just falls into the ground. Like, hey, I must keep throwing shit at your baby. And she she for the life of her cannot get this door open. You better yeah, do good. something before I kill your baby. Yeah. Let me Ooh. let me also add in one more, which is my personal favorite just scene. It's not it's not a scary scene or anything like that. It's just can't get this door open. Drew, stand back. <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> very good. He was tired of that ghost shit. I'm gonna use a gun. I'm gonna shoot this ghost. You know, She's about to be bad salt. <laughs> I have seen the conjuring. A whole bunch of times. Why? I have friends. Wow. Well. Um, but I didn't remember Drew. <laughs> I don't remember Asian guy's name either. I don't remember his name. I want to say Felix, but that's incorrect. No. It's um Drew and uh no wait no wait it's drew and brad drew is the agent guy brad is the shotgun wielder the oh true yeah look fucking brad. brad check out that is the most brad. starbucks name i've ever heard in my life <laughs> starbucks name <laughs> yeah brad like, a white guy named Brad? That's the most basic you can get. Yeah, Brad. What about John? Yeah, yes, Brad. Man, that's still basic. <laughs> yeah, Brad. I'm just saying I yeah, think Brad. that's more basic. 
Yeah, but John is basic for like a lot of people. There's a lot of black, Asian, white guys named John. Blasian? Yeah, but you know, when it comes to Brad, it's a very exclusive dynamic that names the kid Brad. I mean, let, let us not forget, my name is in fact Michael. Okay, yeah, I know like seven other Michaels. Exactly. So when you're like this fucking basic ass guy, and I'm just like, <laughs> I have a look, basic ass okay. name. Okay, look, let's let's figure this out. Can you find your name on a license plate at a gift shop? Scott. Yes. <laughs> your name basic. Oh. Yeah. If you can, well, we I know for a fact you can find your name on a bottle of Coca Cola. So yeah, it's mm. not a basic. Could never find mine. Still sad. I could. I I still can't find mine. Even in, even in places where French is common, still can't find my name. Yeah. Sacrible. Speaking of French, Maurice, the French Canadian. He was. Uh... There were two different Maurices. There mm -hmm. were, but I do mean, you know, Frenchie. The yeah, French I know. Canadian. I was merely pointing out that there were two of them. It's weird. It was all uh, for for. Our there was Maurice Scott. and Morris. Yeah, for our, for our homie Dan, who may or may not be listening, this is a very. This is talking about horror movies. I doubt he's here, but in case you are, there was a Daniel, all up in this movie franchise, and the Daniel wanted smoke against <laughs> the father. It was it was quite serious. That being said, Maurice, the reason why I bring him up is uh, one of the things that I, I definitely don't like about The Nun is the lack of character development for this really small cast of characters. As I mentioned, technically five, but one of them is an aspect of the demon, so really is only four. Which is also kind of crazy because uh yeah most of the shit like most of all that's made up none of that even said based on a true story so y'all could have went fucking fire right uh i would have killed everybody in the nun movie oh except my. maurice he has to live i would have <laughs> had him leave possessed yeah well, that, i, mean, I would have pulled the sister into the tunnel to hell i would have <laughs> had the father lose to daniel oh and i would have had maurice get possessed Everybody, everybody's got their fade ran. That's how you wanted them. <laughs> That's how you want to do it. And then they, and then like when the actual rest of the Inquisition from the Vatican showed up, they're like, "The curse is gone. I feel no demonic presence in here." As Maurice rides off on that poor lone horse off into the sunset. Uh huh. And then I'll just make some excuse. His humanity clouded the demonic aura. True. Mm, you know what could have been pretty fucking fire. Wow. If Volok had taken possession of uh, Maurice well before they... Well, in the same way how he uh, Volok possessed him before that scene in the water. Which is weird that that happened, but also <laughs> was possessing Maurice. Kind of... That, that's weird. That should have happened. That makes no, you No, you split yourself. You know, you, you can't... You gotta, you gotta have a backup. Voldemort taught me that. Boom. Um, but is that why you weren't so strong? You lost most of yourself. Honestly, I think <laughs> it's just because of Jesus' blood. Ah. Which but, is crazy. 
to get to the point, if Vala could possess them, at, like, perhaps they had been talking and trying to come up with a game plan, and Maurice had said some things that were, like, a bit more knowledgeable about demons, up to and including the fact that they need to be extremely careful that they do not allow any sort of possession, because if they do before they seal, it will allow it to latch onto them and like even stronger because of the fact that it now has no way to go back. Mm. But then they I, get to mm. the hole and Maurice throws her in while she's wearing the Jesus blood, so that it mm -hmm. closes the hole. Oh, actually, Kaiser, I like your idea, but I would rather it be another demon that's like snuck out alongside uh like valak is another demon that snuck out alongside the other big bad and he's trying to fuck over the other big bad so he could take all the souls so he's like yeah send that one back so i can have free reign mm. fun fact we had uh... a deal valak i've altered the deal <laughs> <laughs> we had a deal valak bitch we're demons <laughs> I only do con the contracts only solidify we between didn't humans. shake no hands. Right, right. We don't have mortal hands to shake, Valak. Exactly. Fun fact: the uh, Valak in the as the demon nun form is actually played by actress uh, Bonnie Aarons, but you, the Bonnie. voice is still the um, other guy who does everything else. Who is Bonnie Aarons? We're about to find mm, out. The person who did this. Oh. But listen, she said it like, oh, this person. And I'm like, I don't know that person. Let's find out. She played Ooh, in the perfect autofill. They said, you know who Bonnie Aarons is. Oh, I see her. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the nun, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you the nun. That makeup department did not have to do much. It's literally the same face shape. We can't do a nun, too. It's impossible. We've beaten her. Besides, there are other nun movies that may be confused with The Conjuring that came out that Roz totally didn't think was The Conjuring <laughs> and was surprised at the movie we were actually watching. Roz, what did you think we were supposed to be watching? There was another nun, uh, movie with a nun in it that I thought was The Conjuring, and turns out this version was The Conjuring, and the other one was, I don't remember the name of it. I need to. It had, it had an old lady in investigator in it. Mm -hmm. No, it had oh. the guy who played Ed in it too. It that's insidious. Uh, yeah, I think. And his he did have essentially the way that they worked is that they had a bunch of people who were like dreamwalkers. Yeah. And his uh he had been selected by I don't think it was a nun. I think it was just a morning lady. No, it was a nun. Well, no, she had a veil on. I don't think it was a nun. Oh, wait, the demon from Insidious? Yeah, like, the main guy's demon. Yeah, it was just some old bitch. Yeah, she just had a... No. She wore all black, and she had on a veil. She looked very nun-ish. She just wasn't a nun. Yeah. Remember, uh, what's his name? The person who did as the demons was also the everyone's fan favorite lipstick demon listening to Tiny Tim. Mm -hmm. Uh man's name is Joseph. Just so we can remember that. Joseph. Thank you, yo. <laughs> Thank you, Joseph. But let's actually I think we're already on the nun. 
we we've done a lot of ragging on it. Do we have any compliments for the nun? Uh, actually, no. I have no compliments for the nun. I did not like it. I didn't get scared in it, and I thought all the characters were dumb. I actually do like it. I loved how the Inquisition all the characters were dumb. Busted down the doors and killed the man. Yeah. <laughs> no, the the particular part of um how some of the how Valak would interpret some of the haunts were legitimately entertaining. Uh, you actually complimented this particular scene that I'm about to um, invoke, Kaiser, where Father Perez, Father something, was Perth? thinking he was talking. Uh, they eventually made it to the main area where I assumed the congregation would usually meet up. That was just outside of the gate that apparently quarant- uh, separated um, the sisters' private quarters with this main lobby, but also had the throne where the... Uh, uh, Abes, am I remembering that term correctly, would sit. So in that scene, they're walking around as, of course, nighttime, no lights are on because everybody's dead, but they don't know that yet. And it has a focus shot of Irene's face, but you see behind her a figure. It's uh, because of the lack of focus for the background, it is near indecipherable for what it is specifically. And you particularly appreciate it when you were like, oh, that's a woman back there. Irene also made it very apparent for anybody else who was not as perceptive as you as she felt that there was a person behind her in the chair, turns around and says hello, prompting the other characters to also give attention to the robed figure, Abbas, uh, that was totally hashtag real and not dead. Hashtag not a corpse. Now, that's that's the part that bugs me the most about the nun. They very clearly knew that that was the advantage of the way that these movies are shot is the fact that they have a lot of blurry space due to the way that the camera focuses in on the characters. But unlike Annabelle, that's it. That's the only time they utilize that. And they in fact change the camera style to give a lot more definition to the backgrounds in some scenes wherein Uh that's what they're doing. Like, the one that I keep bringing up, that cross scene. They have a single yeah. cross that goes inverted. A cross which we already have seen go inverted at the beginning of the movie. And it they make everything so clear, and then they flip the cross while it's directly in our view. Like, honestly, if it had been that we... L- we have it to where we see the cross with her perspective. Then we go back around because uh, the thing that she got distracted by was another nun praying in her room. If we had had the camera where it turns over and we see her, but we don't see our main character. And then we went back and the cross was already upside down behind her. But they had it to where the background was blurry. And so we were just sitting there like, is that cross upside down? Because, you know, a cross right side of a cross upside down is partially similar. Could be confusing. Especially and, when it's blurred. Exactly. Which, in my personal humble opinion, is once again just a way better way to do that scene to make it spook. If you want the okay. if you want the nun to be more scary, Kyler recommends take off your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Lose the is, ability to see. Listen, which is better, the devil you know or the devil you don't know? Both. Always. Always both. You because always you. go for the devil you know. 
But if you're sitting there and there's a devil and you don't know what the fuck it's doing for sure, well, fuck. Man, unless it's helpful, I'm swinging. Yeah. And that's that's what helped. Maybe it's because of the fact that I also have a fight reaction. So if I'm sitting there and I don't know what it is I need to be swinging on, that makes it worse for me. If I know that it's just these faceless nuns, I'm good. <laughs> well, okay, I can take them. Maurice goes into the room with the shotgun. Oh shit, which ones? Which ones? Oh, I, I don't want to shoot them. She can fix her nose. Pink, 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 pink. They start walking through, jabbing each one of them in the face. Yeah. Uh, the nun still has my favorite soundtrack, though. I yeah. love the nun theme. But you know, I can also say that for Insidious too, then because it's the same song. No, that's, just, that's actually quite interesting. You brought that up. Because I agree with you that Valak's theme in the nun is appropriately chilling. I don't remember since we just saw Conjuring 2 as the literal most recent movie before our uh, before our talk today. I don't remember if Valak actually had a theme during any of the scenes. Um, in the Conjuring 2, when Lorraine was looking at the picture, that definitely should have went into the scary room. And I think at the end, when Lorraine ran into the room and Valak just came out of a shadow, like, no. Yeah, it the the same theme. It also plays in the um, in the scene where Ed is hanging out the window mm. when she runs in, and the Balak's in the corner. Yeah, Balak right. just pops him out of the corner, like, "Hello, bitch!" <laughs> I'm man. I feel like I man. just said that. <laughs> is that the one you said? Yeah. I thought yeah. you were talking about the painting one. I I pulled up two of them. The oh, painting yeah. one, and then the corner one. Because remember, in the painting one... Yeah, because remember, in the painting one, Violet comes with the painting in hand. That was dumb. That was so dumb. <laughs> Just two hands, grab the painting. Oh, what killed me is she stood there and watched it come at her. The thing is, they keep standing there watching it. I'm charged back. I just want one person to see it, like, starts running at them, and they go, Aah! Fucking, can you imagine if you just got... <laughs> you got someone, like, a fucking shadow going through the wall, they just rub the wall and kick their leg through it, like, ha-ha! Leg gets stuck, the ghost just comes out a step later, just, fuck! I treat her ass like, I treat her ass like Charlie Brown. I see her running straight at me. Side swept to the left, get the leg out. And I don't think anybody cares asking for like horror movies to be like Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunter, but you know, just a little I bit am. smarter. I Here's would love thing. I would love a comedy horror movie that's more less comedy and more horror. So like I wanna see competent people just out like outsmart the ghost like or just like out muscle goes like if a ghost charges at you and you don't just scream and fall back but you try to swing on it and it's uneffective and it's like oh no how do i win so one thing that i actually think would be almost more effective is personally this shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody uh, most of my nightmares kind of revolve around the idea of there's a thing. It's threatening. It's threatening not only me, but the people I care about. I swing. 
absolutely nothing happens. And then it's just like, I no longer know what to do. <laughs> All my life I has to fight. I get it. It's like, haha, oh, you are immune to punches. This is an issue. I feel like if that happened more often, it would make things like, you need to show that it's not going to work. Like, we just have a bunch mm. of people who are, like, getting random household items thrown at them, and they are falling to the ground in utter fear. It's just like, man, my fucking siblings did that to me when they were fucking less than five. <laughs> Chloe legitimately used to chase me around our house carrying a wooden spoon. <laughs> Why did you let her? That was more because she was she was fucking like three or four. What the fuck am I gonna do? Punt kick her? Yeah, I couldn't do anything. There's just this fucking three year old beating me with a spoon. It's just like what the fuck? Yeah, but she, you're like six. You can get away with it. No, I was eight. I'm eight years older than Chloe. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, you can get away with it. No. Look! 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 You can get away with it. My siblings couldn't get away with it. They're like 20 years older than me. No, There's I no excuse get, at that I point. I got in trouble because I put her in timeout for too long. You think I would have gotten away with fucking backhanding her? <laughs> True. Yeah, uh, yeah. They didn't say backhand. They said punt. I'm... That's way no. worse! I'm trying to figure out the time limit that is too long for solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. The way we did timeouts was uh, however many minutes your age. Now, uh, I think it's a very important thing for me to uh, specify and highlight as a, um, what is it? To put an asterisk on what we're specifically talking about of like how Four. we would wish, <laughs> of how we would wish people would throw some hands against the demons. Because most of the time, uh, many of these characters, at least specifically across these four movies, they have been very passive reactive characters who are not necessarily ones who even lived a life where they are regularly practicing and courage of confronting things directly a in the conjuring one and two they are large families that have multiple children as actors characters and unfortunately beings that have very little agency uh, in the conjuring one there is a father figure in the house who is the most able body of them all and in the conjuring 2 unfortunately there is no uh, dominant male figure that would theoretically be a able-bodied person to throw some hands but in the mothers themselves in both situations they are tired they are turd individuals who i would not reasonably ever ask to throw some hands because you've already had to pick up at least seven children each every day got the nah. muscle strength <laughs> that's true you should theoretically have the muscle strength but they don't um and also another pervasive idea through across these four movies but then specifically conjuring's one and two and annabelle actually correction that the uh the spirits or demons like to prey upon vulnerable people usually emotionally vulnerable but that also coincidentally uh for a lot of these targets uh, also target the physically frail ones as well who, would, who legitimately just do not have that kind of resource of being able to fight back and I think one thing that makes Conjuring 2 a little more frustrating than 1 is that there are a bunch of other characters outside of the family unit of the mother and the children who could be those characters that could throw hands when the chips are down 
the neighbor uh, uh two of the neighbors actually the, the, the married unit across the way there's uh several investigators that aren't ed and lorraine warren that participate in the in the reindeer games that is what fucking ghost is in this house no no one has any sort of combative ability or any sort of uh predilection to a cop with a shotgun this time (laughs) that's right we don't even have a cop with a shotgun this time who at least was willing to use it and had the manpower to help hold down a human woman during an exorcism it's i feel like it's dangerous for me to say ah all horror movies should have that character so it's not necessarily saying that but rather what kaiser said so succinctly it'd be better to show the audience how each option that you would want to explore is limited or non-viable and then they come to a more believable solution that works for whatever this case is that said they've never taken the most viable uh solution which is most of these ghosts in particular are all about like this is my house do you pay rent you pay utilities yeah i pay rent that became your favorite joke you said it (laughs) i think eight times while watching the conjuring 2 because bill in particular this is a horse that passed away that you have viciously beaten as though you were attempting to make this this horse into glue yourself this this is not just a horse that that I have metaphorically beaten to death I have resurrected it it is a zombie horse it is a ghoul a phantom a shade and I ride Um, it why aren't you calling it a mare because I don't want to make you feel good and (laughs) it's a horse (laughs) and I've decided to take this a horse mare, is a horse. to take this spectral equi- spectral equine as my high horse these <laughs> ghosts in particular the demons don't really care about human rules but the human ghosts do care about human rules so much so that they're possessive over property and i'm like you don't pay it though this ain't this ain't yours unless you want a foot I would love to know if you would say the same thing to a Native American ghost haunting someone's house because it was built on their ancient ground. That is different. But they're not paying. That's different. Want to know why? Because they're natives. And I go, my fault. This this was our land to begin with. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. What do you mean? They were in England. Fucking what's-his-bucket was a native of England. That's Bill. Bill. Bill, Bill, Bill. Yeah, Bill, Bill who's like, this here. is my house. Bill is right here is a recently deceased and still operating on human rules based on the, this is my, this is my house. All right, pay bills. There's a <laughs> leaky basement, Bill, right now. Blood in shit, man. You're I trying to a, give Bill bills? I got a wrench. Go fix it. We have no man in this house that, according to stereotypical stupid gender dynamics, would fix this. So uh, since you're here... Get to stepping. Get to working. <laughs> He's 72 years old. He's 72 years dead. He was now 72 more years able, old. He is now more able-bodied dead than he was when he what was alive. What are you talking about? This man stands up like twice, and all he does is he grabs a child. If he can, if he can grab and lift a child, he can turn a wrench. He doesn't. Facts. He could. He, he could never lifts any of them. That's Valak. 
The worst he does is he grabs whatever the fuck her name is and drags Janet? her over to the Janet and he drags her over to the window and wraps a fucking thing around her throat. He can't even fucking garrot a child. He, he ordered the kids to go get him a beer. <laughs> hey, little girl, hand me he that remote no so we can watch the queen. That's right. Like, Bill can remember this. The first major thing we saw Bill do was take the remote and change the channel. I, that's what this I'm saying. This man just wanted to watch the news. Bill can do whatever he wants if he paid the bills. I'm invoking black family law. <laughs> this is your house when you pay the bills Wait a for minute, the house. you can't invoke black family law in England? Watch him. What the fuck, I can't. They invoke their <laughs> laws in my lands. Not anymore, we kicked him out. We, you were there for that. <laughs> well, yes, he's gone now. But yeah, I mean, but at the time. his house. I mean, back, uh, back at the time. And then uh, Bethesda, Bath Salter over here is like, Hey, I'm a witch from the Salem Witch Trials, and I've committed suicide to curse the land! Are you paying for the land? You have to pay for this, man. You you knew the rules. You were a colonialist. You, you know, know how this rules. works. And so do I. Wait, but what do you mean? She was a colonialist? You think they paid property tax? <laughs> she about to. These motherfuckers just showed up and went, This is mine now. And the natives were like, Excuse you? But That's right. she's paying her tax the way she fucking paid for her land last time. Killing people. Hmm. Now we're gonna need money, man. That's not transferable currency anymore. What do you mean? I thought we were saying that she had to pay her fucking taxes because of the fact that that's how she did it before. I... But now when presented with the idea that no, she did not, we're changing the rules... Why yes, am I arguing? Time. Stop. Correct. Why am I, I am an asshole? Hold on, stop. Why am I arguing for the devils and witches? <laughs> yes, why are you doing it, Kaiser? That is the question. Yeah, Kaiser, am I, I the monster? <laughs> you look at your hands. Am I the Am I the, am I the ghost? I feel, like I, just, live for free. I feel like if I die, I'm just like sitting here like, I don't want to have to fucking continue to pay rent if I'm a ghost. It's too bad to um, go. Then you know. How? <laughs> Fucking New the York. old man physically couldn't. These are human rules. Listen, Fucking Alec cool. was there just up like, until, hey. up, in, up oh. until up, up until you know, up until Valak makes himself known. Bill's acting very grumpy. That's the uh, so uh, he's Chad. fucking dead. Would you not be grumpy if you were dead? <laughs> it depends. This is the going... dynamic of an old white family versus other families. <laughs> this is yeah, you know, uh, that'd be, be chilling. I'm just saying, this is this is just how I feel about all of these specific ghosts, uh, not the demons. Again, they don't they don't play by human rules. However, I feel like I would have a great time heckling Annabelle for uh, no the way that she doesn't work that way. I'm glad logic doesn't work in a series that actually involves mystical beings that either confirm or deny the existence of God, heaven, and hell. So I'm fine with that. Because be what's fair. most important thing is that I'm heckling them, which is the real goal that I want. <laughs> well, these demons didn't really come to hell. They just go back and we just to let these um, idiots believe in it. <laughs> like... We're just, just like they're just really assuming that the demons came from hell, but like they could have not have. What if they came from the abyss? What if they actually came from heaven? 
What if you, what if it actually came from like the abyss or heaven or something and you sent them to hell and it's like, I don't live there. <laughs> I have been forcibly deported no, to you the fool. wrong country, of, to the wrong plane of origin. Fucking hell ice is like, you don't, we're deporting you. See, that's a we're good. We're deporting you back to the material plane. That's a good haunt. If, if a, if a, if a being Valhalla. came from Valhalla, that's a good haunt because that's an aggressive, that's a war being. Well, hold on. Anyone who comes from Valhalla is just a resurrected, like, not a resurrected, but it's just the ghost of a dude. Could you That's imagine? Right. Like, it's no longer demons, Valhalla. it's just ghosts. Yeah, well, like, could you, like, imagine coming from Valhalla and it's like, what? No! It's a party up there! Why am I here? That's why <laughs> those ones would be so grumpy. That's right! Send me back. Defeat me! Back. I Back's could only go me. back, I could only go back from being actually, yes, defeated in combat. Exercise me. If you don't, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fuck this place up. Cause they're constantly fighting. Well, they're not constantly fighting. It is just in the afternoon they fight. In the morning they wake up, they drink, they feast, they make merriment. Then they go out in the field and they fight. And then they die, come back and feast again. Then they go to bed, wake up, do it all over again. A fucking endless party. Yeah, it's a damn shame that I have to routinely It's a Viking die. party and all of the warriors are invited. So My favorite one is uh, the Mexican ones. This is like, why they, they look like they the live the good life. Of their spirit <laughs> muscles. All those <laughs> fucking Mexican dead people living in the land of the dead. Each time I see it portrayed, it's like, yo, it's popping down here as long as someone remembers you. Yeah. Like, I need a statue or something. <laughs> I need a statue or something. <laughs> because I hate, like, I hate the other half of it where it's like, oh, they forgot you. I'm fading away. <laughs> I didn't die twice. Help! <laughs> Remember <Whoosh>. me. Whoosh! <laughs> I played it's a the, uh, song. It's the spoilers, Angel Beats thing. <laughs> but instead of being content with your purgatory stay, you're just you're just chilling with your homie Alejandro. You're just talking the shit like you did back when you were alive. And then suddenly you look left, look right, Alejandro's gone. <gasps> no! Mi amor! Me I remember you, Alejandro. Come back to me. Yeah, well, I say, unfortunately, the dead don't count as people remembering each other. Otherwise, I think it would just be a pyramid scheme down there. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Who wants to die again? Like, you go to the afterlife and you get to live a good life. You can write a second book. <laughs> See some of the, like, you know, the famous dead people from long, long ago. Now they ever can you now imagine the, if it is just a like problem? A, I don't know. There are in, in the afterlife. Obviously, Tons. in the Norse afterlife, like none. But you know, ah. normal afterlife. <laughs> I don't know. What, what if there was that one Norse guy constantly writing a book, but then like you know everything happens, so he has to wait for the next festivity so he can um, get back to writing after the battle. <laughs> Damn, he can only write like a chapter, a chapter, chapter. per match. Yeah, pretty much. Oh uh, yeah. I hope he doesn't experience writer's block because then I feel like everybody Yo. else he's fighting that day are really gonna feel it. <laughs> look, look, going into combat every day, God's to cure that writer's block. You will find like new ideas when um fucking Hagar over there suplexes uh you... <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Could you guys imagine you're having either writers or <laughs> rather their artist block and you're just fucking 
out there fighting and then all of a sudden you get that idea that just breaks through the whole hole and nice. you have one of the moments of oh and as you're having that oh moment you just <gasps> get fucking axed click click <laughs> oh my god someone like you're holding an axe of your own you're like, oh and then someone cuts off both your hands just no <laughs> my hands <laughs> and then then you see a respawn timer <laughs> Damn it, I gotta wait 15 seconds. Could you imagine? Like, I, I ain't gonna lie, the ah. way that it's described in my head right now, up in Valhalla, when you die, you don't come back immediately the next day. So you sit in like a lobby, like a battle royale lobby, but you can't leave until everyone fucking dies. You gotta fucking win the gulag to get back in there. No, not even a gulag. If you lose, you gotta just sit there. You can't leave until everyone dies. So you're just. True. If you oh on God, the ground, like, if you're routinely like the first person dying, the Valhalla doesn't sound that fun anymore. It's, like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like a it's like a dodgeball game, and you're the always the first kid just gets blink, and now you just gotta sit on the bench like. Uh... And if you remember it, Jesus. It's like all the people in the waiting room from Beetlejuice. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a pretty good segue talking about the other uh, mythological afterlives, because unfortunately. I'm sure the devil made me do it, and even, uh, well, not even maybe, definitely Curse of La Llorona. It's very Catholic, Christian focused with not only the exploration of the apparitions, but then also the manners in which you deal with them, which is kind of a shame, uh, because this is also a fairly consistent thing across a lot of horror movies of our uh, Western modern, uh, Western American media. Lord knows who, why sarcasm tm but uh it's only really a shame in my experience because there are some fascinating methods to deal with ghosts ghouls and all types of supernatural stuff found in other cultures uh, but here every time a very consistent <laughs> dynamic is stuff starts to happen a poor family who's not sometimes explicitly religious are you know getting dog washed after a while, after enough escalation, they finally reach out to somebody for help who then eventually thinks, you know what, since conventional stuff isn't working, let's contact the church. And then a father, whether one to be local or a particular reoccurring character like Father, I forgot his name already, uh, they would be like, yeah, this is probably a ghost or a demon or both. And uh, this is a bad. Demon. A demon. Goddamn yeah, demons. A dost. <laughs> Fucking ooze. <laughs> I like dosed. <laughs> the dosts. And this is bad. We should uh, either, in the case of Conjuring 1 and 2, contact the Warrens, the, the, the main characters that have a very impressive win-loss ratio. Honestly speaking, most normal human beings would probably get clapped by the first demon or ghost they encounter, but not the Warrens. No, they're fine. They have these motherfuckers in the... That happen to me, though. That's right. They, the Warrens looked at that and they were like, that ain't me. And instead proceeded, me. proceeded to 50 and 1 most of the demons they've come across over the course of this series. Gotta give them that one. Yeah, they, they did win once. Just once. Never again, though. That salty clapback was, uh, was very satisfying. That salty clapback. <laughs> My point is, uh, it gets very predictable since the uh, since the the process of problem solving. If I could 
<laughs> if I could miniaturize and demean this entire supernatural aspect of life <laughs> is that eventually we rely on the powers of the church okay, analogous to the powers of our Judeo-Christian Lord to solve all of our problems and you know at least in two of the four movies it doesn't actually work yeah god didn't really it, it didn't really help god jesus, watched the god jesus the church or any of their particularly holy artifacts that they use for exorcisms and the like and their weapons of uh weapons of found in the vatican vault i assume they just they're kind of underwhelming active jesus blood <laughs> that's still potent right the the nun by by far had the best example of something that i felt like should have just been a mainstay of other parts of the franchise just finding random art like castlevania essentially basically turning this into an action movie slowly and shortly by it is equipping, an action movie you by, saw this yeah, shit. by equipping our poor ningens with weaponry to actively fight against the johns but the the nun's use of the blood of jesus christ which I got to admit, if I'm Jesus, I'm kind of miffed that you just like not only poked me, that guy, that one guy poked me to make sure I was dead, but then also siphoned a little bit of my blood. Like that was a little unnecessary, but I understand why you needed it. This small vial of red liquid able to almost purge Valak from this plane of existence. Unfortunately, uh, Sister Irene was not quick enough on the draw with that one. It's honestly... I find uh, going back to the things that we find uh, that I found actually good about the nun. I actually like that plot point. I actually like that use of uh, use of the, this plot device to add some actual lore to the concept of uh, actually doing exorcisms and battling demons. That makes it a little different from the conventional store, uh, the conventional forms of exorcisms that I loosely have learned about through the American education system that exist in real life. There, there are no such weapons that we know of actually floating about. Possibly there are. I mean, the Vatican vault is legitimately closed off to poor, godless sods like me. Mm -hmm. Remember, they have the Ark of the Covenant, which uh, a town will actively be and come and kill your ass if you try to go inside. Right. Uh, like not even them it's the town the town's and i'm like oh my god so we're only left really we're only go left inside. with the we're only left with the still very emotionally draining and, and psychologically damaging basic big version of i have a bible i have a jesus piece you're <laughs> just to saying a they didn't know they could do that with his blood before collecting it <laughs> that's true that is also true <laughs> this, this is the basic bitch of i'm also, strapped to a bed you have a book you have a jesus piece you do the sign and you say read nigga read and i go no <laughs> not only just before using it but they also had to like collect the blood and then be like ah yes a demon let me try pouring this blood on him see how That's that right. goes that was hot spicy <laughs> what is like, spicy did you blood what the fuck? is this thai food <laughs> is this jesus thai was, blood jesus was hey, confirmed who the fuck is Jesus? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I believe a follow-up question that could be pretty fun. Um, overall, uh, The Conjuring 1 was either all of our number one or number two movie. 
Uh -huh. So let's just ask this question. Why do we think that is? What about so, the Conjuring? What was the Conjuring one again? Conjuring uh, one is the family house with it's the five girls. Bathsheba. And uh, Bathsheba trying to kill anybody who takes her land. The it was very wish. anime. The climax was very anime. Yeah, I even saw the opening. It was crazy. <laughs> mm. I... Uh, what, what do we think the, our reasoning was? Why did you guys rate it so highly? Unlike with The Nun, things were happening and there was a ramp up. It didn't start off at 100, go back down to a 5, and stay a 5, go back to a 100, then go back to a 5. And it's like, with The with the Conjuring 1, unlike with The Nun, Conjuring 1 had a consistency to it that made it a lot more entertaining to watch and you didn't have the answers at the start of the movie. So there was a mystery to figure out what's going on, what type of ghost are we dealing with, who is it going to target, and if there was more than one ghost. It actually had some form of mystery to it. And unlike with The Conjuring 2, uh, The Conjuring 2, the biggest issue I had with The Conjuring 2 is... Uh, we kept the warrants had nothing to do with the conjuring two i believe where half the movie got split up where the, uh, i think in like the first act we would bounce back and forth between the ghost shit and the warrants and i found that incredibly annoying instead of just building up to the ghost shit then adding the warrants in and in, and then towards the end the warrants seemed like the main characters instead of the fucking family and that was what my issue was with the Conjuring Two and the Conjuring mm -hmm. One. It wasn't so much as uh, so much that the Warrens were introduced. Uh, well, they weren't introduced earlier, but they weren't as prominent in that movie until the very end, when they were actually dealing with the issue where they should be prominent. And then even then, the family still got a lot more focus uh, when the Warrens were there than they did in the Conjuring Two. Mm. So that's why I think the movie overall was better than that because the Warren should have taken second place to the people suffering rather than it being let's jerk off the Warrens and tell everybody how great they are. <laughs> but they're the ones who wrote the book. I don't care. I don't care. Uh, sure. I'm the main character here. Roz doesn't, I'm the main Roz character. Roz doesn't care. <laughs> Now, I do agree. I concur with a lot of what uh, Shadow Monarch is saying here. The one thing I want to piggyback and add to is the dynamic that the Warrens as characters have to this narrative in Conjuring 1. It, both in 1 and in 2, not only do we get the loose backstory of why the Warrens do what they do and why are they here and the clear and present tra uh, tragedy that befell them as part of their backstory... But in one, the a particular thing that I really liked was that the danger to them only became tangible and an actuality once they decided to fully commit the uh, fully involve themselves in their investigation. And of course, unfortunately, Lorraine gets assaulted by Beth Salta, uh, Beth Salta <laughs> Bethesda, and has her locket taken away from her. 
making a somehow direct emotional connection straight to home where they have a beautiful daughter and more importantly the entire prison of supernatural entities <laughs> that I'm, I'm gonna be real with you the livelihood of the daughter and the nana is a very real thing that one pe that a person should consider when thinking of anything involving the spoopy natural however there's also a potential prison break and that is <laughs> that requires a lot of focus right now which is why Annabelle House Party is my favorite one of the entire bunch. <laughs> Absolutely fair. So that that element, I agree with I agree with Shadow Monarch here with Caius that that particularly uh, makes the Warren's inclusion in the story a lot more entertaining and even uh, tolerable. If I wanted to uh, summarize a little bit of what Roz is trying to say about his feelings with the Warrens. Uh, can I say one last thing about the Warrens? Of course, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> the, they're both the dead. Actors... One more thing! Oh, they're dead? Thank fucking God. Uh, the actors... Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> Shadow <laughs> Monarch, come on! <laughs> the actors did a very good job playing their characters, but it always felt hollow to me, because... To me, it felt like an overcorrection. Like, the characters weren't real. Like, they were beyond the ghosts in the movie. About they were the fair. least real things about the fucking movies. To be fair, uh, even though they were based off the real characters, I don't think they were. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were either. Because it's almost like their relationship was perfect. They had no strife. They're, they're bonded by their belief in each other and not faith in their own selves. Uh, they build Wait. each other up and the only thing they fear is losing each other or their family and those make for all good character traits but there's a under there's this underlying ping every time Ed opens his fucking mouth in the movies where he's talking to somebody especially if somebody's confronting him about his faith it's like, oh, this guy's a fucking dick. And then every time uh, the wife, Lorraine, what's her name? Lorraine, Lorraine, says something about, says something about, what's his name again? Dead? I keep forgetting as soon as I say it. It's, uh, every time Lorraine says something about uh, Ed, it feels more like, it's like you're trying too hard to show that you're, that you two are in love and your your relationship is super duper strong. What did you do when you met him? Married I married him. him. What did yeah. you do when you met them? Let me guess, you married her? Uh, oh, you heard the story before. before. No, it was fucking obvious. I mean, <laughs> yes. I put two and, and two together. It felt, it felt like they were trying to convince us that they were the perfect couple rather than just being the perfect couple. Look, well, they're gonna kiss. Well, remember, and there's the allegation he cheated on his wife for 40 years. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I said during the movie when they got to a certain Did scene and they were like- 40 years? That's right, yeah. the big 4-0. They, there was a certain scene in the movie, I don't remember where it was, where they were talking uh, uh, about each other or he was talking to somebody else about it. And, and I was like, this oh guy definitely cheated on his wife because he is trying way too hard to 
to tell people or prove to people that he's in love with her and it doesn't feel real or genuine and that's coming from me the guy who loves romance stuff the guy who's a hopeless romantic i've said some lovey-dovey cheesy shit and meant it and even i think this guy's fucking trying too hard so <laughs> amber said you should look up interviews with them in real life I feel like hollow shells of people i will grab one real quick and i will take a look at it you guys just keep talking yeah. Oh, so, it's great. You'll love uh, it. That that is the very reason why they would every time we focused on them, it would take me out of the movie because it would always be them playing a hero, or like when Thomas pointed out, why is Ed always fixing things in every scene he's in? Or he's like super endearing, charming, and all that other type of stuff. When every time I've seen him open his mouth in an interview or be on TV, even in the movies universe. He's a complete nutter dick. To be fair to him in the interview one, even though I don't want to be, uh, that guy was kind of an asshole. He, he that, bought no facts. That guy was just had talking nothing shit. but Joe Rogan style conjecture and uh and uh, hey. what is it logical, fall- hey. uh, logical fallacies. Like like dead Hold ass. On. I would I'm gonna push back like, on I'll... that. Don't bring Joe Rogan <laughs> up. You knew don't, Joe Rogan. Don't invoke his name. Him. My fault. My fault. I'll take Alex Jones. How about that? You go <laughs> yeah, back. Go back to watch the interview. <laughs> Joe Rogan is a man who does interviews with crazy people who have weird conjecture. The weirdest shit that Joe Rogan has that he says is fucking some of the conspiracy theories he believes in. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this guy who's supposed to be, you know, the rational person in the room, you, you made me want to believe the fucking nutcases. <laughs> Come on, dude. You're Wait a minute, which part you're sounds like this right. show sometimes. Wow. Now, Amber, I know you don't have... You know, since we're just kidding, just kidding, I hope you don't mind just kiddingly saying who Joe Rogan is among the Yeah, world. who is the Joe Rogan among us? Who is the Joe Rogan? <laughs> I am very... I'm going to be very entertained by this answer. Let me As, while, we, while we wait for it, Maurice, what did you like Yo, about the Conjuring One? What did I like? Is that what we were talking about? What we liked? Yes. It's what we liked, and it <laughs> particularly involved, in my, in, in my estimation, it particularly involved the dynamic that Ed and Lorraine Warren's characterization and character use have in the one versus the two. Um, but yours could be like, a completely different thing. Yeah, what I liked about the Conjuring One. Uh, the best I can say is it did the suspense very well. Like mm-hmm. it had a good buildup of the the thing about the Conjuring movies is that I really like is the fact of the way that they just fuck with people, which is my favorite thing about uh horror movies mostly, especially ones that are more thriller than horror because I always think thriller will always be better than horror. Um, is the fact that you are just fucking with people. It's like why I watch the Final Destination movies. I'm watching it not because I want to see people get mangled, but I want to see how this jackass is going to mangle them. <laughs> he, like, what type of methodical plan are you going to do to make this person go boop? Yeah. And that's, like, I just enjoyed watching 
um, each ghost, especially like through the Conjuring one, two, and my favorite one, Annabelle House Party, because <laughs> in like when we watch Annabelle House Party, you will see that this was the one they got to be really creative with like the twenty seven spirits that live in that fucking house. <laughs> Like, there's even, like, this one's going to sound stupid, slight spoiler, but it's not important to anything in the story. There's a fucking werewolf. Ghost. Monster. I was was busy listening to interviews. What did I come back to? Annabelle House Party. Oh, okay. (laughs) There's a werewolf ghost. Is he, uh... (laughs) You never even get to see it. It's from his point of view when he starts chasing people. And I'm like, what in the fuck is happening? Crazy. Am I high? And that's, that's why I really. Uh, that's why I didn't really like the nun. Like, I like the nun. It's good. But the nun, it, rewatching the nun, it didn't do too much of the suspenseful part. It did more of the. Yeah, it was sort of, uh, it was playing, like, a game, like, hard to get. Just like, ooh, I, you see me, and now I'm gonna, you know, do the classic ghosty thing of walking just out of your field of vision. hmm But, you know, I still love the, uh, the few that they did, because I'm more of the, the scare part. Like, I like when they jump out or do things and things like that. Like, I love the suspense, but I also need the payoff. And sometimes some movies out there don't like giving a satisfying payoff. Like how you said, uh, she turns around and says hello to the ghost standing directly in front of her. So this other one comes out of nowhere and clotheslines her. I'm like, oh, the tag team. <laughs> like the surprise factor, it doesn't amount to anything, obviously. Sister mm-hmm. Irene, spoiler, lives scot-free, un-fucking un- scathed. Don't worry, there's a nun too. She, mo- she might show back up for round two. True. There's I, a nun uh, too? Not yet, but it's supposed to be in the making. But we'll see. Probably gonna um, end up being the Warrens getting involved. Yeah, Maybe. one of the other numbers scare. All the same time period, so. Yeah, one outside of country, and I can't remember the movie, but there's one where there's like a ghost fucking with a nurse, and it's just like going from room to room and things like that. And like the jump scares at the end where the nurse looks into one room, sees like nothing. Like it's all one hallway shot. We we stay kind of like in this long hallway. The the um, ghost is walking from like room to room. It's like, oh, spooky. Uh, this fucking asshole walk around the bed sheet. And then like you just see like the ghost, like the nurse walking down the hallway, walks into like a room on the left. And then a ghost comes from a room to the right and just follows in with a knife. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh shit. That's a good one. <laughs> you guys want to, real quick, you guys want to know yeah. my horror movie hot take? What? Sure. I think Cabin in the Woods is utter garbage. Really? Cabin in the Woods. Now, yeah. if, if I'm not mistaken. And I saw more of the comedy than the horror movie, but yeah. Uh, I, I got to admit. It's a comedy horror. Right. It's considered a staple of the genre. Can, now, to make, sure the, um, to make sure that we're all talking about the same thing, Cabin in the Woods is the one about the titular group of individuals, I think like four, uh, four twenty-somethings, all going into a cabin for reasons I don't remember, but it ends up becoming a, um, so, experimental, uh, well, like in terms of plot escalation, they figure out that there's apparently this cult that uses this place 
in, con- in covenant with some aliens to ritualistically sacrifice various no. particular kind of peoples, including like notably a virgin. You're close, but I, you're thinking of the they, right movie. Your facts are just off. Yeah, they're, they're just doing stereotypes. Gods, not aliens, and yeah. it uh, it is technically a yes. satire. Yes, it's us. We're the ancient gods. Yes, technically. Um, but the thing is, it is a satire, but the way that they shoot it, it is basically a, ha look at all these horror movie things. We're going to proceed to do all the horror movie things now, and we're going to try to be scary at points. It, it's a satire that is simultaneously trying to be satire and the movie itself. Well, and the genre itself. And people, I think that one of my issues with it, uh, is that people, like, treat it so highly as a horror movie along with it being satire. Because I'm like... The movie isn't scary. The movie, not. while it do, it is a satire, yes. So, of course, they're going to, like, draw in the tropes. Be like, haha, look at these stupid tropes that happen in horror movies. It's kind of like having someone... It, the way that they did it, to me, feels like I'm watching a horror movie. But I'm watching it with some neckbeard who's constantly looking at me going, ha ha ha, isn't it funny that they did the thing that horror movies do? And it's just like... Sure, buddy. Why are you talking to me? <laughs> the real question. Why are you? I actually, I actually like Kevin in the Woods because of the the way that the um, main characters MS, went against the stereotypes. Three K, but unfunny. Mystic. Oh. Uh, no, it's. Uh, I know what I know what you're talking about. Is it a uh, mystery UK? science theater? Oh yeah. Because like, yeah. I don't know about you guys. The movie wasn't funny. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Oh, there, just... there was like one scene that I really hated though, that they should just have not done, hmm. and it was the force field. They should never showed us there was a force field. That was one of the ones that bugs me because if their whole thing is that it is supposed to be like an experiment, and they have to get them to solve the puzzle or don't, that's the point of it. But they find a solution that is stopped by something outside of what the haunting is that ruins the scenario right there. I think they even comment on the fact that they weren't supposed to see it. But the fourth field. Yeah. I think that the two guys in the control room actively have a little bit of a, Oh no. It's like, okay, it's fine though. It happened well, in order it, still. Yeah. I mean, uh, at that point it was a little too late because that's when they were already, uh, they were already slowly starting to figure things out. I like, also, it was like the end, though. Good luck, Chris. Oh, because they all just lost? No, I don't have any problem with that. It's just, it's super fucking dumb to me that they end up in this underground... I find it dumb that they have the ability to release all of the monsters. Fucking... Oh, yeah, that they had the one button? Have? Yeah. So, all of these supernatural... Fucking supernatural... Uh, Lovecraftian... Everything All they even have heard people different horrors are just able to be released with a single button, no passcode, no key, just mm-hmm. button. All of them emergency release. Why, what type of emergency there? could you have where it would be better with all of those people running amok? No clue. Mm-hmm. It's like if the SCP Foundation had a instead of the nuke this entire facility button. They had a unleash more SCP button. (laughs) 
Uh, oh no! Floor three has reached containment. Zombie hit. Better but... release floors four and two. Yeah, and... I gave the movie a good six. Why did well, this whole conversation just now just remind me that uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer was a thing? Because <laughs> zombie be, Hitler that's... showed up in showed up in chat. Yeah, that's, that's such a funny thing too. But also, that wasn't even the scene I was referring to. That was just the lead-in to the thing that I hate. I also hate, like, the fact they end up in that little room with all the fucking god statues, and then Sigourney Weaver shows up for the first time in the movie <laughs> just to explain the rules. I'm the boss. Oh, shit, that's Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> she, oh look, look, Kaiser, she was just there for the paycheck. I know she was, but it's weird. Again, she comes out of nowhere, explains everything, and then just goes, ha ha ha, isn't this all so funny? And is like, by the way, kill the stoner and you get to live. And then he wasn't she shoots lying. Sigourney and then they die. Yeah. She, it it has nothing to do with the fact lying. that they die. It's just the fact that it's just, and then it happens. Then it happens. Like, it, when characters die... I feel like there needs to be who who would you prefer Danny DeVito? <laughs> I would prefer yeah, if Sigourney Weaver had been set up. Like if she showed up near the start and saying, You two stop messing around, get to work, and they just kept walking. It's like, was that Sigourney Weaver? Actors need paychecks, they don't care about the scripts. I understand that, and I'm not blaming Sigourney Weaver for it. And if you were gonna have someone in a satire like this to be your boss lady. There is literally no one in Hollywood today that would be better for that role than Sigourney Weaver. She is the S tier. She's the S tier. She is. The issue is she was given a character that was E tier at best. <laughs> it's like imagine like you playing a video game and then like the main bad guy who's been talking to you this whole time died and then you then shows up oh i'm the real bad guy and it's like who are you looking at you far oh wait cry three. Oh wait that's just far cry three so but, guys, like, and that question. that's a major Point. issue if you're going to have a character get sub not subverted if they're going to be replaced with another bigger bad you need to have them set up beforehand and i will give only credit to MMOs for when this happens where I'm not going to hold it against them because of the fact that MMOs are designed to never be beaten and so eventually you have to fight the big badges because that's how stories work and so after that of course they're just going to be like uh but also this bad guy <laughs> didn't see that coming did you <laughs> hit me with that Dragon Ball Z logic just, right. oh man I'm glad you didn't show up first or we went the one <laughs> Now, who showed up question. during the fucking Dragon Ball saga? Given uh, part of the reason why you brought up uh, Cabin in the Woods was to specifically talk about how not funny, even the part, even the tropes and style of horror that they decided to use for their satire came up. Is there, and you loosely touched on maybe this before, is there actually some aspects of horror that you do find scary? Oh, there are a number of, think of horror a... aspects. I, I talked about it earlier. I like it, uh, I like suspense. I like it to be built up in a way that even if I know that I personally wouldn't be scared, if you can get me to care about a character enough that I'm sitting there like, oh no, that person is going to be scared and they should really know about this thing going on, but they can't see it, mm -hmm. that works for me. 
I'm a fan of that. But I need it to work with me. And by that, I don't mean, like, they have to do things a specific way to get it to, like, be a, a, a way that is mine. I just need there to be some give and take. Like, mm. I understand what they're going for. I understand that with, like, you know, certain things, it's just difficult. But you have to put in the effort. Like, I brought up earlier, and I'm going to go back to it, Annabelle. Just the record thing, where that little yeah. shadow demon is, like, barely noticeable. Right. That's not easy to do in editing. No. No, it's not. And that would be the excuse, like, well, it would just be easier to have the thing set up to where it grabs the little thing and pulls it over. It's like, yeah, that would be easier. But that's way less fucking worrisome is the word I'll use. Like, I'm not scared by that part of the scene, but I am like, oh, that, that's a thing. <laughs> Danger. Like, there is a... It's essentially the difference between a scream versus the Metal Gear Solid fucking guard alert noise. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> True. No, and in Annabelle, want... was there was there any other um example of that that we've seen? Because there's a there's a nice mixed bag of what Annabelle specifically decides to do for yeah. the haunting of the hotel. Again, I think that if they had just not had her, Mia stare at the demon on the stairs like uh, like she did, that would have been the definition of what I'm going for here. Because what would you uh, what would you have done in that situation after she kept running? I personally, what I would have done is when she like started running at that point. So. She obviously, the, we have the major reactions to stressors. Fight, flight, and faint. And freeze. And freeze. Sorry, I forgot freeze. I'm like, I forgot one. Those are the four. She, Mia, was very obviously a flight. She wanted to get away. And she especially wanted to get away when she realized that her daughter was in danger. So she's a double flight. She's... Wanting to get okay. there as fast as possible, and she is fucking terrified of this thing. She's Which is, zoomer. again, why it doesn't really make any sense character-wise for her just to be like, Oh, whoa, what's this on the stairs? That's right. Uh, there's almost no reason. Uh, in fact, the scene prior to that, mm -hmm. she was in the storage unit at the basement <laughs> of the hotel. She puts away some things because it looks like a police evidence lockup, but that's that's a me thing, not a, right, that's not a movie thing. Yeah. Once she has the lights go out and a carriage comes in, she investigates, of course, because that itself is not going to trigger the fight or flight response. But the turning off of the lights, even, or should I say, the appearance of the appearance of the demon's hand on her arm and the lights at the same time immediately prompted her escape. Yeah. And to get, she to ran... get back to the question, though, sorry. Yeah. Um, when she stops, turns around, I say again, I would immediately have her go, ha, and then turn and keep running. I think that what you could have done is have the demon, I'm pretty sure it even does this a little bit later in the scene, just, like, start to make an actual, like, grumbling roar noise as it comes up the stairs, and it goes from being this, like, silent chase to actually hearing this thing scrabble up the stairs 
and yeah. maybe even that it's like as it hits the landing there's like these fucking crashing noises of it actually like sounding like it's tearing its way up these stairs yeah and she's just running and even to the point that i would 100 percent forgive her for sprinting up these stairs and getting to the point she is closing her closing her eyes and just squeezing them shut like just don't look at it just don't look at it just don't look at it because that's what i have seen from a lot of people who have flight responses as they actually get to a point that they are sprinting with their eyes closed just i just gotta get away from it that's right i actually thought the exact same thing of the i liked um in this uh, idea of mine the pov stays on mia and particularly her face as she's running up the stairs and all you hear as the audience member depending on which per side of the face that the, the camera decides to show is you hear it distinctly on your left or right just the right behind her mm -hmm. and it seems to escalate in my uh in my idea it escalates in noise prompting her to show visible reaction on her face since the camera is focused on that uh, mm -hmm. up until to the point where she gets into the she finally makes it to her floor which is in the top that's a l yeah. <laughs> that's a that's an aside though she closes the door and of course you just hear <sighs> as it made it towards the door and she's like ah! and one thing that i have always had the belief of in horror i I feel like one of the major mistakes that's made in both writing and in horror movies. And this is going to sound, uh, it's going to sound sus. Uh oh, Are too you many sus? people live. No, that's fine. Yeah, there I, needs I to be more death because nobody is actively scared for the characters. It is all just consistently just a, ooh, that was a little bit of a spook. But you need to be afraid for the character in those mm -hmm. moments. Like, one of the reasons why I think Annabelle actually works is, weirdly enough, because of the fact that she gets stabbed in the opening. Yeah. No, there was, there was clear and present... There was clear and present ability to harm our characters... If they weren't going to go as far as killing our main character. Yeah. I actually... This helps me highlight a particular reason why I love other franchises' takes on horror. But notably, The Grudge. Juon. Both versions. The Japanese and uh, Western interpretations of this story. Because the formula in those ones often involves a litany of characters dying sometimes case by case circumstantial but in the western version it's much serious once we're serialized with a conga line of characters that unfortunately try to help and inevitably get clapped by the ghost uh and so it makes for a very believable set of stakes because we know that death is a possibility maybe still given how story work maybe not for the main character maybe not to the near end but everybody else anyone else is fair game. Yeah. And one of the things that I think, um, after I can point to uh, Maurice in oh. a way by saying that Maurice actually does this very well. Oi. I think that when it comes to these kind of multiple 
plot, uh, multiple character plots. Set someone up as the main character and fucking off them. <laughs> Build someone as the actual main character because everybody has this consistent belief. Oh, this is the main character. They'll be fine. And then just fucking uh -huh. murk them. Yeah. Gotta go. Yeah. with the whole commoner. <laughs> Who is one of the main people that people talk about like being sad about their death? Eddard Stark. And most of the other Starks. Because everybody's like, these are the main characters. They only killed fucking three of the Starks. And after that, everyone's like, nope, any main character can die. They killed uh, a chunky number of the Starks. No, they only killed three of them. No. Name a fourth. They killed... Uh, Eddard, Rob, Catelyn, Rickon. Do we count Rickon? He's a Stark. He's a Stark. All right, you got me. There's four of them. <laughs> they, they killed most of that family. It, it, only most because there are a total of seven of them. Unless you count <laughs> John, then there's eight seven. and they only got half. Yeah. I'll give him a point five because he came back for round two. Uh, fine, they killed... 4.5 out of 8. You they win this over, round, but also they... They, they killed an overwhelming majority. Look at that. That's really barely any. <laughs> Can't kill four people then tell me that any main character is in danger when you have eight like, seasons of TV. Like, I'm still surprised Sansa made it through all that. True. I'm not... Uh, I I'm thought it was just going to be John and um, Arya. I'm pretty sure that, like, if I remember correctly from either a joke or, like, an actual interview, um, I always knew Arya was going to live because uh, George R. R. Martin's wife said he, she would divorce him if he killed Arya. That's great. I'm testing Here. her medal immediately. I'm testing that medal. <laughs> I'm calling that bluff in expeditiously. Don't you well, dare Well, because you're not married to her. Maybe she's a really nice lady. She's not Maybe? that nice if she, she's not that nice if she hinges our entire hopefully healthy relationship off of a fictional character. That you made. I don't know. That I, feel I, like, made. I feel like Maurice would get mad at me if I killed certain people. No. I am constantly telling you to be more mean to your characters. You are not. You constantly tell me no, how no, mean no, I no. am to my characters. See, that's the thing. I'm going to constantly tell you, damn, you're really mean to your characters, while also <laughs> telling you that you could be more mean. Do it more. See, Do look, it. here's damn, the thing that look I... look at that character with both working hands and living That's right. They only yeah, need but, one. Like, here's a writing thing I always kind of liked. I, I like this idea, but a lot of people don't. Um, Not everyone's story needs to be finished. Uh, some of y'all just not gonna get it. <laughs> True. Like, some of y'all just gonna die before it happens, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> it's like, like a lot of people out here nowadays is like, oh, these unresolved plot lines. Yeah, I murdered them. <laughs> there is... is... Go ahead. I was just gonna say, that is one of the things that actively makes a death even more uh, tragic is just the fact that they had something else to do and they never got to. Maybe someone else will do it. Or maybe I'll murder them too. 
there is one movie I'd like us to watch if we all haven't seen it yet that I think does what The Conjuring was trying to do, but I think did it better. Oh, I love so Paranormal I'm Activity. Sure Kaiser, I'm pretty sure Kaiser will disagree after watching it. But we what all is disagree, it? so it's fine. What Oculus. Riff? What's it Oculus. Called? It's just called Oculus. Oh, Oculus? Oh. I remember this. I have heard of Oculus. It's, it is my favorite horror movie. Damn, you need to go outside okay. more. <laughs> wow. Just judge me like that. Oh, Look, it's the you could have said anything. Yeah. Yes. You could have said any movie. I could I would have said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I I particularly like the movie and I it has I think it does what it does better than most other horror movies that I've seen. And it has a lot more suspense in it than Do I uh, have a favorite horror movie? My favorite horror movie is a cheat. A cheat? That's a name, or do you think you saying it's cheating the the genre My of horror? Is cheating. What is it? Aliens. Aliens. I don't that's think it's cheating. That's, that's scary. A sci-fi horror. That movie is essentially action adventure. That's scary. You see a xenomorph wait, for the first time. Wait, you're like, alien? Yeah, aliens or which one? Aliens. The second oh, one. The second yes. one. Oh. Listen, that movie's There's more of them. dope. There's more yeah. of them. That's scary. That's very scary. What is my... If a motherfucker can be afraid of a cockroach, I can be afraid of a xenomorph. Uh, again, I've never really been scared of horror movies. The only one that ever scared me is when I was a kid and I watched I Know What You Did Last Summer, and it was all thanks to a bad TV because I couldn't see nothing but a shadow man killing people. <laughs> no, no, that was a slasher movie. That's oh, I know, but it was it was a shadow man killing people, and I couldn't see no, the TV was shit. Yeah, I want to say that, that, that's actually that's actually really aesthetic. Yeah, so I didn't know what was happening. Like even after the dude got shot, and it was like, did they kill him? What happened? So, what you're saying is we should watch uh, horror movies in 320p. That's right. We not even 320p. You need to you watch need them to, on those get, old you need ass to get heavy the static TVs. TVs. The things that apparently don't exist anymore uh, that modern TVs can't do. You need to get mm. the static back. Uh, do I have one? Uh, I've already mentioned mine. I took the earliest literal opportunity to talk about it. Juwan, The Grinch. It, fantastic series um, in my experience. And also a strangely kind of fun Wii game. But I never, <laughs> I never got the opportunity to play it myself. I just, it was actually one of the many videos that got PewDiePie to his uh, relative um, explosion in YouTube, uh, YouTube stardom, because uh, that game scared the shit out of a much more uh, squirrely Felix Gelbeck. Squirrely. So, uh, listen, he used to scream at his fucking top of his lungs. It was both entertaining. To help offset the legitimate like what i believe is to be the most effective medium for jump scares in video games uh since you're just trying to do things and the grudge is like there's a quick time event you got like three seconds before i kill you dog and you, every time i can just see the panic in their eyes as they press the appropriate buttons or look to the appropriate side of the screen it's that game looked fun i do think that um what is it uh, the Grudge 
I think The Grudge has a lot, a lot, a lot of really just well-thought-out scenes mm -hmm. that do a lot of the things that I like for horror. Like, um, there's that young version of The Grudge. The kid. That's right. Yep. The Grudge. Is that not what it's called? The Grudge. The Grudge, sorry. No, no, no I, I like the grunge more. The grunge that's the grunge. that's the that's the band. She goes on no. tour. No, no, no. She's the grudge. He's the grunge. All right, <laughs> got, it, got it. So the grunge. Uh, there's a scene where a lady is going up in an elevator, and mm -hmm. after passing every floor, you just see him at at a distance at one of them, and it's like really fast. But then as she gets higher and higher, she's not looking out the door. But he's getting closer and closer to the door with every yep. floor until yeah. he's basically against the glass for like yep. two floors. But then she gets to her floor and he's not there. Yep. And I I think stuff. that scene is done really well for what I like. I want to be a little honest. It's... I'm I'm going back down. I want to see this in reverse. Yeah, <laughs> in reverse. It's meow 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 meow. Yeah, that that's just I just really like that that that's one of the sorry that's a prime example of what I like from those scenes is just the fact that you know like she's not worried about it she doesn't know it's there I know it's there I'm not scared I'm not there but I'm scared for her because I know what that thing can do because that thing has murked a bunch of people already by that point in the movie true uh... what was <laughs> oh you were making the yeah, iconic the iconic ah look good i do think the funniest fucking kill in that movie is the one where she's just laying on top of the guy under the blankets and he looks up she's just like <gasps> and, then and he just him. gets yeeted into oblivion it's so good man if i knew okay that, if i knew that i was fighting the grudge i <laughs> and i heard that i would just be like my eyes ain't fucking opening until someone else comes into this room who's not a ghost at that point okay there's, there's still I think a I know mine. Oh, wonderful. Let's hear it. Okay, so mine's is... It's a zombie movie, actually. So... Nope. But mine's is Wreck, or as you would all probably know it, uh, Quarantine. quarantine. Yep, I remember Quarantine. But uh, it's, not, it's not Quarantine, it's Wreck, the other one, the, the, original. the original one. Yeah. And it was... It, it's not the fact that it's a zombie movie where it's like, you know, like, normally I'm like... Shh, it depends on the zombies i got this but in quarantine it's not just a zombie movie it's now uh we're trapped we're trapped and there's the one of you could be infected and if i go outside they're gonna shoot me that's right how did y'all let me get into this situation i'm just a it's, firefighter it's just it's a damned if you do damned if you don't it was. which is something we don't really see honestly a nice yeah. interplay between the uh what we'll call the supernatural horror and the pseudo-realistic horror of being in quarantine and the government slash law officials not trusting you to be alive. And Maurice's least favorite horror movie is The Circle. I love The Circle. Oh, I thought you hated The Circle. I hate no, The Circle. I, I, that's him. Uh, I love... I love... I uh, my husband uh, with my artist. Yeah. I love when movies takes people and put them into the psychological fucked up thing so I can watch it just so I can see who's gonna win I place bets on this shit do you guys remember just with myself I look at the cube I'm like the black man got to go first he's too smart 
do you guys remember i think it's just called the box that like i don't even know if it was a horror movie because i never watched it but like the oh, commercials the made dudes? it look like a horror movie where it's just like so i have this box it's got a button on it if you press the button <laughs> you get a million dollars but someone yeah. in the world who you don't know dies i would have pressed that button immediately this is not even a fucking they were gonna die anyway i might have done the college humor i think it might not have been college humor whoever it was where they were making the button again and it's just no it's just like press this button you get a million dollars button i didn't even i didn't even say what the negative was but oh i'm sorry (laughs) go on (laughs) oh i'm sorry go on tell me uh but then someone in the world will die button (laughs) the the second they say someone in the world you don't know dies button button Shit, it can be the odds of someone in the world I do know. That's bill. That's a billions. True. To one. You know, I couldn't Button. risk that one. I care about the people I know too much. The odds, the actual odds, it just won't be a homeless man. But if I knew that homeless man, not anymore. <laughs> you can pay for the funeral. My favorite homeless friend. Listen, I. Um, I've told you guys, I I had to do my job while standing around in a relatively long, not relatively, it's a fucking massive park in the city that I live in, that I've already said is St. Louis, I don't know why I'm being cagey about saying it. I, I talked with a lot of homeless people, and there were a couple of them that were really doing a good job of turning their life back around, and if I found out they died, I would feel really bad. Did you, you watch get... that movie? No, the I watched that movie. So, did you know that during it, another, like, another set of people also got a button? So, you know, they pressed the button, like, I don't even know if they deliberated, but they pressed the button, and I think it kills one of the main characters. Or someone bad. But, um, it it kills someone over there because they pressed their own button. And it's like... Y'all could have just, this could have been all avoided. Y'all just fucking, yes or no? Did they get killed or did they just like die? I don't recall. I have to double rewatch the movie, but I, I just know the that the twist was just a whole nother couple. Button. <laughs> Muffin button. Did they press the button after he died? Uh, I don't remember. I, I didn't is it fucking watch the movie kind of when it uh, came out. So that was like years ago. Yeah. You guys want to know another great horror movie? Sure. The Last yes. Airbender, terrifying. Not a horror movie. I because it's not a movie. In fear. <laughs> it is. It is a great cautionary tale. That is true. Of uh, uh, what not to do. Similarly, Shyamalan who the... flew too high, uh, close to the sun. Yeah, was similarly... he flying too close to the sun at that point? I feel like we'd all already been disillusioned <laughs> with him by then. <laughs> Did this remain in the ground? <laughs> I, now, I, I have no personal. Mm-hmm. You watched I watched, a... A, I watched a video that was just I, I 
I remember I saw the movie, and I immediately blocked it out. I have a very good selective memory, and by that I mean I infuriate my family by forgetting the things I don't want to remember. Ah. Um, yeah. It was by Shamalama Ding Dong. Uh, the twist was that he got approved to do the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but, like, when you actually break it down, like, into writing terms, it, it's, it breaks so many rules. Like, one uh, rule that some people might not know is, um, funny enough, I think I technically just broke it. Um, the as-you-know rule. Mm-hmm. You should almost never, and I say almost because there are obviously some situations where it might come up, you never want to be in a situation, though, where you have to use the phrase, as you already know, because then it just seems, like, especially if you're about to go into, like, a whole lot of, like, world building or fluff, it, it, if they already know, and you go into immense detail, it's just like, could you imagine... If I explain to you my entire life story every time we talk to each other. Like, hi, Kyle, yes. sir, how are you doing today? It was, it started so all So, as you know, born. my I feel like that only works, yeah. I feel like that only works for, like, mission briefings. Yeah. As and most of you should already know, we are not supposed to be over there. Yeah. And you, however, you really need to keep it short when you have the, as you, no. Like, he's like, as you know, X, moving on. Then, as you know, X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, F, G. Um, and... Thanks for explaining to me how magic works in a world where everyone already had magic. Yeah, and Shyamalama You're Ding wrong. Dong actively breaks the as you know rule three times in one fucking movie. As you know, the Imperials have a Death Star. So, oh, shit. I actually have a set of horror movies for everybody except Kaiser, because I still don't have a good read on him yet. Oh, well? Sure. Oh, no. You think you have a good read on the me? One, the one I think Maurice would enjoy is Oculus. That was the reason I brought it up. Well, you, know what? One, you brought it up twice, now it's next week's wham. I hope you're happy. <laughs> the one I think Thomas would enjoy oh. is the autopsy of Jane Doe. Oh, that oh. one was great, too. I actually like that one more than Oculus. Oh no, Jane! It's great. She's in danger. <laughs> that one's really suspenseful. Yeah. Well, it came out in 2016. Is that Kristen Stewart? No, it's not Kristen Stewart. That's dead ass Kristen Stewart. Though Kristen she probably Stewart. would have played a better corpse than the girl who did it. Oh my. Oh my. What the fuck? I remember that one. Why is there a picture of her with Slenderman? Just chilling. No hey, you probably got a photo op. Actually, I think a good idea, Kaiser, is if we watch both of them and then compare them to The Conjuring. Because they all do basically the same thing. I'm down for it if you guys are down for two movies over the next week. Ugh, better than the four movies I suggested. That, <laughs> that was fucking... your own fault. I know, and I blame myself. My sleep schedule hurts. <laughs> Mine too. Well, you can recover now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Fucking what to sleep at? Fucking one to two. 
fucking a week in a row pretty much. Oh, I think I might have one for Kaiser. But it's a high okay. probability he's already seen it. Okay, let's hear it. Can I figure out a horror movie? I, I gotta remember. I gotta remember the name of it, though. Shoot it. Shoot your suggestion. Maurice has probably seen face. it. Yeah, God damn it. Thanks. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Could I figure out one for Kaiser? Uh, what is that movie called? Damn. It's in it's... space. Gravity. No. Jason X. No. Describe uh, more. It's Mars. in space on a space uh, ship heading to another planet and there's zombies. Oh my. Well, they're not zombies, but they act. They, they, they're they like feral beast things. In space, the they somehow managed to get to. No. That'd be hilarious if that was the case. In space with zombies hitting to another planet? Uh, I'm looking it up now. It came out around the time that like movies like Prometheus did. Face off! I heard they take a guy's face off. Oh, that's what it's called, Pandorum. Pandorum. It came out in 2009. Damn, that's an old movie. But I think Kaiser would like it. Space zombies. <laughs> it's more suspense than horror, but I think he would enjoy it. Oh, they did not make their money back. Face off, goddammit. I, I need to show this, this image on stream. All right. Just... Well, look how happy he is. <laughs> what is this? What is happening to you? I don't know what this is. It's a man. Is it? It's a man. Those it's eyes don't look human. Oh, oh, you're on. I was looking at. Uh, I was looking at our chat. Uh. Ah, oh, that's a that's a creature. <laughs> that's definitely a thing. It's so weird looking. I kind of endearing. I don't know if it's a that's good a or a bad mistake. person. It's please it don't kill me. I'm just a freak. Well, yeah, one definitely that alien has the has the pretty privilege to be like, I come in peace and I'll go. You know what? Short stack. Maybe you do. You get one shot. You get you get one. So spare. the movie poster makes me question this, Ross. I figured. Cause what what is going on here? If I told you, it'd be telling. Oh my! That is how that word works, Ross. <laughs> if I told you, I'd be telling you. You know that. You know if that's a good know. person. I want to know. <laughs> why there is possible blood splatter all over it. Maybe it just killed one of the space zombies that Roz was talking about. True. Maybe. Or maybe it got blood on his face and it's not the bad guy, it's just colder than someone else's blood. That also that, that often happens. 
Then I think of a horror it's movie. I think not good. I can't really think of a horror movie Kaiser would like because I don't think Kaiser would like most horror movies. He wouldn't, but I think he liked the premise of it. Like, he there's a difference between horror apart. movies and like you know like a zombie movie, but I don't count a zombie movie as a horror movie. I count it as an action movie. Mm-hmm. It's more of a suspense movie. She's not really suspenseful either, because of the way these people fucking train the boots on. Ooh, that yeah. was scary. That shit was action. I think uh, I think Kaiser would actually like Rocky Horror Picture Show for the narrative. <laughs> hmm. Transvestite, Transylvania. Uh, you don't want to know how often blood gets splattered on this, ever. It's um, if we told oh, you, sick. more blood would have to get splattered on this if you get what I'm saying. You don't know my job. This movie actually has a pretty damn good cast. It's got Dennis Quaid, from ben what Foster, I... Norman Going... Reedus. Well, he hasn't confirmed right now uh, because he's busy looking at cast lists. I believe he has not. Who has not? Have you seen Rocky Horror Picture Show? Uh, little bits of it. I'm shocked. I thought your father would have burned it. (laughs) Fascinating. I've seen it outside of him and his influence. Um influence my main issue is that it was like oh no 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 you can't just watch it you have to go to the show itself and like yeah I'm not everyone who goes to the show gets essentially harassed and i'm like i don't i don't see what the fun of that part is i would rather not like the thing that bugs me is that i feel like it is very much to me the live version the definition of an extrovert's dream <laughs> and I am a shut-in introvert. I don't want to talk to people. And so the idea of one of them grabbing me and dragging me onto a stage to do gay dances, I'm like, nope. I'd rather I'm... I'd rather die. Actually. I'd rather die. Like not because you're not gay, but because I you literally am a... bi. But because, so I have actually... but because you bother to approach me with such energy and vigor. <laughs> yes. That is literally the whole thing. <laughs> It is just the energy that comes with it that makes me go like, ah! I don't want to dance. I don't want to dance. Like if a bunch of fucking people, it, like it's one of the reasons why I don't get along with like theater kids. Damn. It's because they're so hyper. Like we generally like the same things. No but those motherfuckers are willing to just like go outside and start singing shit. And I'm just like, the truth shut has the been fuck unveiled. up. We are in public. The, oh, the flash yeah. mobbers? The, I the fucking truth. despise flash mobbers for different reasons. Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> Move. Again, I way. am an introverted person. If I am in public, I am going from point A to point B. Do not get in my way. Ooh. And also... <laughs> out the way. Also, with Broadway, generally, Broadway has... Uh, it has crowd interaction in the form of they refer to the crowd. They are not actively going, hello, crowd, grab, pull. It's like, no, leave me alone. D- just talk to me. You can talk to me from there. You have a whole stage and microphones. <sighs> it's like when I went to, you know, recently I went to the Fox to see uh, Wicked. 
You didn't fly out into the crowd and be like, hello, you, and then fucking shit on my head. <laughs> what? You talk on pe you talk shit on people in the theaters world like that. I don't know what I said that was shit talking. I'm cur I don't know what I said that was shit talking on the theater world. Now, while it while Amber uh, elaborates, I gotta admit, dog. Now that you have finally said the words aloud, I see why we buff heads. Why I we buff heads? I, I know that you're a theater. <laughs> it's it's a shame that I'm apparently your natural enemy. I never like said enemy. I said we don't get along. I also <laughs> don't get along with the sports people. Damn. Also Despite the fact that I enjoy you sports. Despite the fact that you are a sports person. I I played sports for like essentially 12 years. And yes. Uh, you said you I was saying that about the Rocky Horror Picture Show, not on theater kids in general. I said I don't get along with theater kids because we like the same thing, but they are much more extroverted about it most of the time. And then it moved into flash mobs and such. Which I despise. Get out of my way. Move. And <laughs> expert this. They go to the back. Yeah, the backstage room, you probably would get along. I don't want to be a part of there either. Actually, I probably would get along pretty well with backstage people. I have I have actually been very interested to learn how that stuff works because it is very interesting to me. And yep. I don't know if you can tell from my voice, I don't have the fucking talent to be in any kind of like Broadway musical because I can't fucking sing. I, I cannot sing. <laughs> Ooh, you got it, Amber. Invitation. Um, but yeah, I, I literally am the kind of person that would love to be behind the theater kids, where the super extroverted ones like will say hi to me, but that's about it. And then I go hide in a corner and I write edits. <laughs> you pull a. You, you'll just you be the up. one to write the script for them, and you'll just be the director. No. Oh, so just the playwright. <laughs> You're doing I, it wrong. Listen, that would be a dream. <laughs> like I know it's slightly outside of what I'm doing right now. But You're also like, a playwright, Amber? I, I think that uh from what has been said, they are a part of the backstage crew. And that's not you a that's not a joke. I actually am very curious about all of that stuff. You backstage are you? Um But no, like playwriting has been something that's always obviously since I write stories it is another sure. form of storytelling and it is one that I have been interested in my issue is is that I am also a major world builder and so I like having the extra space where I can just be like in the year 1843 <laughs> I remember of oh that's a I'm gonna assume that's an I I asked and work mostly with Broadway as of late well that's very impressive congratulations Excuse me. Can you educate us, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Uncultured swine and tell us what IAST stands for? It is a super talented editor. <laughs> Could be very true. Jesus Christ, that pumpkin. Once again, people showing me how untalented I am. Look at this thing. Normal people would never be able to do that. I had a. I know Ooh. which pumpkin was my best pumpkin, and I know it's fucking trash. Ooh. Ooh, the Star Wars. 
International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Moving Picture Technicians, Artists, and Allied Crafts. Interesting. That's fine. That's a whole... That's like me going the BCSPCHST. I used to go to the high school called the PHSVT. I'm just an OTHS. And then I went to the... WTF. And then I went to the CCP <laughs> to get my BD in, I can't use that acronym, computer programming. All right. Um, sorry to break the fourth wall. My family brought me food a minute ago, and for some reason, it came with an entire loaf of bread. Okay, Orohime. Must be hungry. Yeah. We actually work a lot with the standards that you enforce. Yeah, we have talked a lot about uh, safety standards. That does explain a bit. This is a lot more food than I was expecting. This is a steakhouse, not an Asian that's place. That's a whole loaf. That's a whole loaf of bread. You said it yourself. Yeah, but like I don't know. Wait a minute. Why are there so many? There's so many fries. Help! <laughs> um, I wish I could. Uh... I wish I could recommend a movie to y'all, but I'm fairly certain that the only one I want you to watch, not because I think you'll enjoy it, but because I'm, I'm trying to find where that movie is, is the one about the cat that I can't seem to just let go. Is that the name of it? No. The cat that I can't let go? No, I wish it was that simple. Bury the man in his potato design. I'm Irish. That's a lot of potato. Yes. Gotta get buried. Mm. You wanna know what the best thing about steakhouse fries is? That they uh, completely change the way you speak because of how much they just fill the space in your throat. <laughs> no, the fact well, that they you better can put they them fried. directly next to the steak, and so when you cut into it, all the juices that go out are immediately absorbed by the potato. Exactly. That's the I mean, best get... part of having uh, potatoes with... Uh with uh beef in general the potatoes just catch that beef juice so good the imagery is quite funny that's right you imagine that potato just absorbing that meat juice that's right as uh also did you did you mean pet potato and uh seafood bowls are also really good because potatoes are just giant sponges to be perfectly honest potatoes and anything that is juice or soup related it's just a very nice starch to have around because in general potato is very good at just absorbing other things flavor <laughs> press that bitch and let it soak while you eat other <laughs> stuff till it's time to consume this is the truth. Am I supposed to give a horror recommendation now? Just if you want to. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? A horror movie that I've seen that I've actually enjoyed. Oh! <laughs> uh, I This one only technically counts as a horror. I have to look up the name because I always get it wrong. Because I always say Bill and Ted, but that's not it. Bill and Ted. Oh, and if anybody ever suggests watching The Circle, I will quit when 
Jesus, my. that quick? Happy Spook Month! I hate that fucking movie with a bloody passion. Like I told, I told the story oh, before. I hate that movie so much. I went on Twitter and ranted about it, and one of the actors from the movie came to me and was trying to talk to me about the movie, and it was the actor in the movie I hated the fucking most who did it. Oh, the guy. God, I fucking it. It, it was the you the, had a chance to talk to the man. <laughs> yeah, we had a whole conversation. Let's go back. Not Let's get him on wham. I I couldn't do it. I can't do it. I, this time I won't be able to hold back. I will go off on this man, and he did nothing wrong to play that fucking character. He said the whole violence. <laughs> what the circle? No. The movie that I would recommend. Is technically in the horror genre, real quick. It was not that he had a chance to talk to him. That actor tried to protect his shitty life from Ross. Ross just showed up at his house. It was you gotta die. No, no, no. What's crazy is it, it felt like he showed up at my house because I didn't hashtag it. I didn't. I just was talking about the circle. I didn't use anything that could have brought anybody from that movie to my tweets, and I had. 46 followers at the time and he still found it and still decided to have a conversation with me about it even though he knew he was the biggest piece of shit in that movie so he acted that so well i believe he believes what he said in that movie look i believe what he don't hate me because i won <laughs> yeah his shitty life beautiful that was great but the horror movie i would recommend Mm-hmm. Is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, I remember really Tucker and movie. Dale. That's a good Tucker movie. Tucker and Dale versus Evil is actively one of the funniest <laughs> fucking movies I have ever seen. Fucking rednecks. I cannot remember the last movie that I have seen that has had me fucking bawling with laughter <laughs> on purpose. I have gotten just as tickled by movies that were not trying to. But on purpose, I can't remember one. There. Oh, fucking the. I'm like fucking. I just love the scene where he's like throwing shit into the wood chipper, and that teen runs at him with like the fucking golf club, and he just bends over, grabs the next one. The kid trips, falls into the wood chipper, and he grabs <laughs> his legs and tries to pull him out. And then another one looks over and sees him holding the guy's legs as he's in the wood chipper. He's like, oh my god, he's shoving him with the wood chipper. And then he turns and runs and impales himself. <laughs> fucking, it's like rolling down a hill and somehow landing in a tree. Oh, you know what uh, horror movie I want to recommend to Kaiser? Oh, well. It is. It is the only horror movie that actually made me like worried when watching it Candyman the original oh now we all know why us as black people are scared of Candyman right yeah and what's that reason what's that reason everyone in order or from just 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 the main reason what's the main reason why us black people are scared of Candyman Thing. Candyman, he will show up and run your fade. Yeah. Just, just and, sum it up for you, Kaiser. That, that nigga lives where I live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
That's basically it. It's, this man lived that's, where I live. That's too close. That's exactly, that's, I need you to stay a healthy and respectable distance away. He lives in the hood. It's Bloody very extreme. Mary. Bloody Mary need travel time. Nah, he live here. He lives in the hood. And that's why none of us, even as children, I know I did, uh, would not say his name fucking five times in no mirror because I was like, look, I don't need Mr. Tony Todd appearing in my house. Nope. That's right. We never said his name at all. In fact, we never put candy in the word, period, man, in the same sentence growing up. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm, I'm, man, I'm lucky. I'm candy, man. Okay. So, so I want <laughs> you, you to... I want you to uh, be able to look at them and understand. Like, like we already know, you understand. You have your own multiple, multiple, multiple horror people who <laughs> show up and try to kill you. Whatever is bath salt sheba over here. Uh, multiple <laughs> little demons, your own little Bloody Mary, things like that. Yeah, we have and only have Candyman. And it's yeah. like... Even ghosts afraid to go to the hood. And, and we ain't doing that. Wait, There's also Maurice. Tales from the Hood, which is really fun. That way, I gotta ask. die tonight. What's up? <laughs> I, uh, have you seen the movie Nights of Bad Aston? I don't think so. I'm actually surprised. I've seen many a, things. It is a campy horror movie where a guy loses his girlfriend, plays D&D with his... Well, he plays the live-action version of D&D with his friends, and they accidentally summon a demon, and that's the premise of the movie. That's hilarious. Damn, the police were right. <laughs> that's always, that's oh, always you, they're, they're framed to be correct. Do y'all want to know my favorite horror movies? What? Okay. Uh, so my favorite horror movie is Halloween. Because I'm a, I'm just a big fan of Michael Myers. Oh, I respect it. And yeah, my actual favorite like horror horror movie is Trick or Treat because I love. Oh, I love that fucking movie. That is top five. It's really great horror movie. You know, here's an interesting question. Where do we rate the horror genre in general? I love it. I love the horror genre in general. I feel like it's underrated. I like the horror genre, but there have been way too many flops for me to rate it highly. I mean, there's more flops than everything else. (laughs) I actually like horror than everything else. Mm-hmm. It, that argument would be like making the argument that the two best genres of movies are horror movies and Christmas movies. I actively mm. despise Christmas movies. Yeah. <laughs> so the reason why like I this. ask. Go on. Uh, the reason I hate Christmas movies is specifically for the bullshit hypocrisy. We're going to preach a message about family while only marketing consumerism like we're like yeah we're a family we help each other let me give this person this doll and have them pay for it as the old lady is elbowing uh, a poor family in the face so she can get the last tv in the background That's yeah nice. i needed that tv what do you want from me it's she ain't gonna sale. be here much longer she don't need that fucking tv but it's on ho 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 sale <laughs> i am that ho 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 who's getting that sale 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 Correct. The Sale Sale. Anyways. Uh, But the reason why I ask is because I don't... I like a number of horror movies. The issue that I have is that I cannot rate it above the genre above mid. 
Because I cannot, for the life of me, grade it on the same scale as everything else. Fair enough. It it it's on its own fucking scale because like when I go to watch a fantasy movie. Sorry. When I go to watch a fantasy movie, and when I go to watch a sci-fi movie, the number one thing that I personally am looking out for is the writing. Mm-hmm. It, both of them are essentially escapism, obviously. Um, but I'm not sitting there like, you know, if the sci-fi is, you know, enough to make me feel like I'm not on Earth, or if the fantasy is like, if I feel like I'm in a fantastical universe, it has some uh, redeeming factors. No, I am legitimately sitting there like, the writing is the key here. If your writing is shit, you're not going to have me. The movie is shit. But with horror, I'm saying, like, if you can scare me, we're going to be working fine together. Mm. See, it's hard for oh, me because oh, I grew oh, up on... Uh... I'm going to stab someone for their holly jolly jingle deals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, I grew up watching horror movies because I was a dark child. Like, I was a goth without being a goth. I liked <laughs> spooky stuff. I liked darkness like not even like oh i just needed to be dark in the room no i had really sensitive eyes because i stared at the sun too much so i like the room to be in pitch blackness because it's much easier for my eyes fair uh also kids don't look at the sun Uh, i'll tell you that now it really fucked up my eyes as a kid i'll tell you that now but um yeah, for me to judge, uh, it's harder for me to judge horror movies because, as you said, I I have I, I rate everything differently. They have their own scales, even when it comes to like sci-fi and fantasy and everything. So when I'm rating, like, like I can't rate things like against each other. Like, oh, I have to rate this horror movie up against this action movie. It's like. And they're kind of two different things. Like, prime example. What did we say about the writing in these movies? Uh, Ross says that these fuckers sound like the perfect couple, even though we know you ain't. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. it. We talked about the Warrens and how their couple dynamic is a little bit too strong. Mm-hmm. We and talked about that, the ghost's uh, motivations, but they always boil down to kill one. Demons. Just yeah. kill one. Yeah, and <laughs> but don't let me forget. By the way, I have done my work here. Um, <laughs> someone died. But Thomas, don't let me forget. We need to actually say on the broadcast the way that you. Uh, describe all of our daring ghosts ah uh, yes my um, personal favorite segment but before we get to that we didn't talk about the plots we didn't talk much about the actual like I mean each of them were the same yeah but like even with the movies the most we talked about when we were watching it for the plot was a couple of times I went oh look at that there's foreshadowing yeah. Like literally the lowest bar of writing that something was set up to happen later. Yeah. And we were the, just like, oh, that is. The other thing about uh these four horror movies, uh, while not indicative of all 
horror, but specifically The Conjuring and a lot of its, oh, a lot of its motifs and pervasive ideas, they're not necessarily tied to the existence and character use of the demons and ghosts. Sure, there's a little bit, there are some definite um, moral and human elements that come from the interaction of the Warrens with particular victims within the families, usually the possessed, uh, the at-risk ones, and even within the family dynamics themselves, but they're never core story elements that inform a lot of what's going on. It's just, these are humans doing human things. Is again going back to what you were saying this is the bare minimum of like yes i recognize these characters as human and not some sort of woeful caricature punching bags that are just going to get tormented by a demon for 90 minutes mm -hmm. and that in the end is why i would say horror is mid despite enjoying it <laughs> Objectively, I cannot read it above mid. Subjectively, I'm a fan. I do think, though, that one of the main things that hurts the horror genre is this genre is the definition of peaks and valleys. Mm. Like, I can't think it. of it. Like, I know I just said the horror genre is mid. I can't actually think of a real, like, mid horror movie. They're really good, <laughs> or they're really not. When you got fantasy, 90% of that shit is mid. <laughs> Sci-fi is kind of the same way, though. It's either really good or really bad. So would you say Star the same thing for... for an example of both. So would you say the same thing for action, then? That uh, action can also just be... They're all kind of mid at the end either... of the day. No, uh, I was hoping that since we did a lot of drawing and comparisons of action and horror in earlier parts, I was hoping that this would come up again where you would be like, action is also either really good or terrifyingly <laughs> underwhelming. Well, actually, no. When it's a purely, like, action-based story, most of those are mid. Mm. Is there a genre that isn't mid? No, I just mean, is like, I'm talking about how horror has a lot of peaks and valleys like it's 90 percent either really good or really bad like it's hard to do a mid-tier horror movie mm. but it's very easy to do mid-tier fantasy i said that sci-fi has at this point it is kind of the same way with peaks and valleys but action i would say also is a very mid like just in general the things that come out in that genre mm. i say Maurice sounds like he's thinking disagree. No, I'm not thinking disagree. My brain's kind of thinking. I think practically all genres are mid. <laughs> I most movies. Unimpressed. No, it's like just think of it like my brain's like think of it in a broad spectrum. Uh, most movies are fucking trash. <laughs> but there are you know the really good ones are the ones that you can keep on talking about. But most movies are just mid. Especially since anyone can come out and make a movie. This is why Amber's on Broadway. Trying to avoid the shit. <laughs> trying to avoid it. Run away then from the problem. But I, I think that's fine as long as the movies serve the purpose that if even if you're bad, at least be no. fine. Mm, well, no. at least be fine. That way 
people can walk away at least entertained yeah like you know but still no i i wish for you to try to do your best to reach your goal and if you can do that i'll be fine with you like the room <laughs> fucking goddamn! i don't know how you did this but you tried your best i think sure 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 we'll, we'll call it that like from what i can tell from you, the way that you act because frankly you are your character you snorted a lot of cocaine yeah this is this was the best we were getting out of you and like... frankly yeah it made a cult classic congratulations the room you get the golden turd here's a here's a sticker we're gonna stick it on the fridge yeah but like i, I just like when movies try their best to um, do what they're setting out to do and then you know when you look at it and then they completely miss the bar of their own goal that's when i get upset like uh the sequel star wars movies i saw what you were trying to do and you actively did not repeat the first three movies. You had the first three movies to, to go off of and you failed. So you should have just did your own three movies. Fair. Like even the second movie had you had your main character go off to a distant planet to trade after a hermit powerful Jedi who doesn't want to teach people anymore. And you fucked it up. A whole lot like you didn't even put luke into a backpack <laughs> yeah they had to do that scene in the parking lot what kills me is they couldn't figure out who their movies were for with the sequel series well i blame the fact they keep fucking swapping directors back and forth like yeah swapping directors uh, back and forth and then the whole thing was if if they're if they were really banking on china to make them a lot of money why would they even put Finn in the driver's seat when they know how China is with black people? So if you're going to pander to China, fucking pander. Don't try to be woke and pander to people who are actively anti-woke. Mm-hmm. So Sorry, pick, you said pick the struggle. Every time you say pander, I'm picturing a panda. Panda. <laughs> panda. Kung Fu Panda, great movie. Panda, panda. That's X. That is an absolute solid trilogy. But, uh... Are you sure it's not yeah. liquid? We're talking. Uh, <laughs> God fucking damn it, guys. We are talking hey. about this uh, this particular thing, not just with the horror genre, but even specifically with our section of the Conjuring franchise. I I do think other horror uh, other horror movies that have a titular big bad um, monster or set of monsters do uh, sometimes an adequate job at creating this sort of horror scenario that is character driven so to speak the monster itself is as much of a driving force as a plot as well as a uh, being with personable characteristics so and this is often what i like to see in my monsters even if they're not exactly expressed like here in the conjuring series so actually what? for the most part i disagree with you when it comes to horror my old god it's not that I think that for a lot of genres, you need to make sure that the villain is just as, if not more entertaining than your characters. But in the horror genre, I honestly feel like if you put too much effort into the villain, then mm. it draws away from the people we're actually rooting for. Like, one of the biggest issues with the Halloween series 
is later on they start putting so 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 much emphasis on michael myers look mm. look we don't talk about three <laughs> do we talk about h2o yet oh i loved h2o <laughs> that was the first uh, halloween movie i ever saw yeah back to the point though it is i can't remember who said it i think it was the guy who made the first two alien movies he said that once you show the monster the horror is over and so when you put so much emphasis on the villains, I feel like it just, the more we see of them, the more the shock factor is drawn away. Mm, I feel I like in that. order um, for, I think that it is most effective. I know, completely different sentence. I think horror is most effective when we do not truly see the villain. I think that there are moments where you can see them like, with Annabelle, actually, I think they do it very well in the fact that we see the monster in that basement scene that we keep talking about. But that's about the only time that we see it other than that time that he comes out of the shades while holding Annabelle. Mm-hmm. But even Just then, the... that's about all that we see of him. The rest that we see is Annabelle. Mm. And... That's kind of what we need, in my opinion. We need to have it to where, like, there is something that we can see. But there is something more to it that we cannot see. See, the hard part for me is I love the Halloween movies because they put so much emphasis on Michael showing the your I like to call it the rivalry. I treat like I like to treat a lot of movies like as if it's a I WWE mean, pay-per-view. Literally the advertisements for the last Halloween that's currently I think airing. Oh yeah, Halloween is throwing hands. Mm -hmm, she's, she's like I'm tired right. and she's old and she's like I'm tired of this Michael. Like it's the reason over. Why, like the reason why Michael oh, Myers it. is my favorite is because he's a human. He's a dude. Mhm. Mm mm. And they cannot stop him for whatever godforsaken reason it is. I mean, except for that one time he was the Antichrist. That sure. we don't. What I just <laughs> talking about that? Now I gotta, I gotta admit though, I think my opinion, hearing what you're saying here, is more in the middle and depends specifically on what antagonistic force drives this horror plot. Mm -hmm. I like when humans are the villains. And that is much often the case. Oh, you'll love um, the new Invisible Man. Right. That's very much the case in slasher films or um, Saw, I guess, uh, even though that's much more suspense than I guess it is horror. Yeah. Then also why I like Juwan, because ghosts inherently are monsters as they're no longer a human by any, uh, any scientific classification, but they still have very human qualities to them and is often a particular driving element behind why they do what they do. Demons don't play by human rules, so I give less fucks about them. And I do agree with you that both in examples like what we see in Annabelle and even more importantly in other series that prey upon this, like um, I believe Bird Box in particular, I find that strength that you're talking about of the fact that we never see the monster to be a very compelling draw to so, those types of stories as well. Not to confuse my own point. Uh, point of clarification. <clears throat> I actually hate the fact that Bird Box doesn't actually show what it is. I think that... Uh, Didn't like exactly someone draw it? I think that's... I think... 
I think this one drawing in this show? It's hard to it's hard for me to remember. Bird I don't Box. think that we ever see the drawing. Oh, I may have seen like after not like after credit, but like after you know, like when they're like the movie's been came out, people are talking about it. Here's some concept art and shit. This is what the creature was gonna look like. Uh, probably. Um uh, the point I'm trying to get to is there is how to put this with horror I believe there's a point where horror becomes action because something has to be done and mm. I believe at some point it should get to the point that we are our characters are moving against the enemy whether that be as simple as you know you know, an alien where she gets fucking strapped and just goes, fucking time to kill some bitches. <coughs> or in uh, a lot of these horror movies where they're like, we done it. We found the way to kill it. And then they actually go and they, you know, try to do the part where they kill it. Yeah, that's the, fair. the good the good combination for what you and Thomas both just were talking about. The thing. Yeah. The thing is great. Well, I haven't actually seen the, the more recent thing. Oh, I mean the old one. It's the only one I've seen. That, that's what I mean. I haven't seen the old one. Oh, I love the old one. That's where I get the line, close the door from. <laughs> fucking, they're working in a fucking blizzard and you just want to walk in with the door wide open and letting the heat out. Close the door. <laughs> Ain't kosher. But continue. Um... Well, I gave him a chance to eat. Now I ruined it. You did. I literally just took a bite of something. Um, it's fine. I swallowed it down. Wasn't under chewed at all. Um, I had said most of my points. The main thing is, is that there's one where horror becomes action. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I agree with the idea that the point where the horror ends is when you see the monster. And so that is the point where it becomes <coughs> action. Therefore, mm. I'm not the biggest fan of when the monster is shown and then the immediate action is no action. Right. Like, from the characters, it's just like, oh, okay. Um, and, God, I literally just had this point and it died on my lips. Lip. Son of a bitch. Uh oh, that's the, uh... You want someone else to say something so you can figure it out as a counterpoint? No, if you do, I'm gonna lose it for the rest of eternity I mean, the there, demons it got, there it is the, I prefer demons got the, uh, I, we've talked about it before with a number of different genres I'm tired of the fucking like the real monsters were humans all along it's just like can't we just have bad things can I have a real villain please and like, Can't it, the monster be a monster? Yeah. Yeah. And like that that goes for like zombie movies too. Like I'm I'm tired of this, Grandpa! I'm fucking tired of the zombie fucking shit going on. And then by the end it's like, oh my god, look, this person was the really the US government was the villain the whole time. And they're the <laughs> real issue. It's just like <laughs> they're worse than the brainless things that just want to eat me. That's right. Is, Are is they very... literally non-negotiable? Right, Are they actively very... that, like, blindly villainous? 
very <laughs> like maybe it's because of the fact that I work in management now, but not all managers are fucking evil. Most of them are. No, they're no, just people they don't. trying to get a job done. It's the fucking owners that are evil people. I suppose. Because all they care about is money, and they're yelling at the management. The money. It's kind of like... Give me money, give me money, give me money, give me money. Perhaps it is also the fact that with a lot of those stories, it simultaneously is... Ah, yes, the real enemy of the people. The United States Armed Forces. And I'm sitting there like... Yo, what the fuck? What do you mean the US Army? Well, after the government collapsed, the military took over. And obviously, since they're military people, they're all just gung-ho wartime morons who are killing everyone who isn't a zombie or is a zombie. It's just like... I'm a that, person, you know. That isn't how it works, and most of... Not even <clears throat> most. Our entire military is volunteers. Yeah. It's just a bunch of fucking... People I mean, who are doing yeah, a job. Yeah. Not every yeah. bricklayer is just. The, they don't dream of bricks, and if they do, they're real sad about it. <laughs> Unlike them woodcrafters. Oof, that's all they dream the about. Carpenters? Mm hmm. All they think about is making the next table or carving a new shoe. Carving a new shoe? That's a cobbler. <laughs> Telling me they can't have two professions as long as it's I'm wood. telling you that I believe that you mixed up your seats. There's a point no. where you do so much drugs that that really was and is the best he will ever do, and we will all live in his version of the world. <laughs> I don't want to be in that world. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I also get tired of the human is the bad guy but it was I, I only get tired of it in the zombie movies or a zombie show because of the idea of um it should be both uh the humans can be bad as well because there are going to be selfish humans and uh, like i'm one of them i would be the bad guy to those main characters but uh the real problem at the end of the day is still the zombie because you know if the zombies weren't here I wouldn't need to, you know, fucking slaughter you for my people's survival. Like, I hate it when, and this is happening <coughs> in multiple cases. When the zombie movie ends with the main characters leading a pack of zombies to the bad humans and then just leaving. They just walk dramatically into the sunset. Like, no, come back here. Look what you've done. Okay, you know there's an entire encampment and they had, you know, innocence there? Aren't you gonna help them get out? Why would you nope. do this? Fuck them, that's why. Because they killed Tony. <clears throat> I mean, you could have just killed the leader Fuck and took me. over. Like, that's why I really loved um, Telltale's The Walking Dead. Uh, as Clementine, I didn't do that. And uh, to sum it up, if you left me the fuck alone, I have no reason to destroy you. But you could give me that reason. Don't <laughs> give me that reason. I am begging you. But do you not give me a reason to end you because I will. Try me, bitch. No hesitation. Like, like I just said, like when the good guys do it, they, yeah, the, the good guys do it. I'm a villain. I know I was a villain. I started as a villain because I care more about my people's safety than I care about your people's safety. 
unfortunately. I'm not a good guy. This is why we we're, This is why we have to be partied up. I am a good person. Well, you're gonna have to tell me not to shoot this person in the head for fucking dropping our entire water supply off the roof. Don't worry, I will. I don't think you can stop me. That was our water supply. He has to go. We have to replace that water <laughs> supply. Fucking kill him after he helps us get the water back. I can't it's trust him to do that. He already he's the one who lost the water. Okay. He's not gonna be able to get it back. And he already knows I'm <laughs> mad at him. Which means he now has drive to prove to you that he is a good person. No, he's a, I was say that. Unfortunately, that wouldn't that might not track. What might happen is that Maurice will kill him. And then this uh, this person will take vengeance against not only Maurice but the entire encampment, and start to haunt the place. So problems. On top of <laughs> we, oh, ghosts and zombies. He thinks <laughs> he thinks I won't beat his ass as a ghost. Yo, shut the hell up! Damn, I'm gonna you just kill gave me him. Infinite fucking lives. Infinite ammo. Uh, <laughs> I do think since it's getting kind of late that we should add any additional thoughts to do the conjuring we, series we stretch this wham out by just not talking about the conjuring too much <laughs> we kept it on the whole the, the the subject of spook spooky yeah. God, i'm using tired i just said we nearly kept it on the spook of subject that's right no the, you, you got it right the first time you're with us you're still there present the ghost that's hasn't the gotten serious that's happened all night the, the ghosts haven't gotten you yet. And it wouldn't be wham if we stayed on topic. It wouldn't be friendly conversation if we stayed on topic. Mm -hmm. I will admit, I did enjoy myself, particularly watching it with you. Having yeah. having friends, not just in our specific case, because we were heckling the shit out of it, but having this experience of watching it with others um, really adds an element of camaraderie uh, in the fact that like we as a group can identify ourselves differently than the various groups found in those movies and there's a very classic parasocial relationship that people have with their media of like oh damn if i was in that situation it wouldn't have been me i would have done x y or z it feels a lot more comforting when you have other people who also go yeah i agree with you this they they were they were dumb dumbs let's do this differently <laughs> As if we're actively looking, as if we're actively looking for a ghost or demon to scrap, but we're not. I promise. Mostly because, again, I'd heckle them with bills, and they would hate me. <laughs> look, if that look, if Valak did to me what it did to um, uh, Lorraine no. inside of her own house, oh, I would have punched that. There would have been a hole in that picture. And <laughs> was gonna come downstairs, Lorraine. Why'd you punch that? Why the fuck you draw that? Right. It came I at actually, me. I actually would have started defiling his image. I would like put a funny mustache on it, give it a clown hat. I would have actively tried to break its. I would have gave it. I would have got. I would have gave it the uwu. Uh, the uwu the, face. The yeah, the ahagao face. Real quick, I just want you guys to picture something. So Marie's already brought a fucking weird sprints at her, and we pick him mm -hmm. up and slam at him. I want you to picture I do that. I I know how to do it in a way that it can be very painful. It has the possibility of uh, either A, knocking the air out of your lungs, B, breaking ribs. I feel like it'd be fucking great. Just slam breaks ribs, goes, just laying on the ground, just, oh, 
He's like gasping, just like, ah. Oh, wrong. You were doing all that good shit a second ago. What's wrong, yeah, fucking bitch? Zavala, bitch. <laughs> Go on, tell me, what's your name? What's your what's name your now? Name? Tony. Fuck, Fuck you, Tony! Tony. <laughs> uh, Fuck before you! I, before I let you add any more final thoughts, Don't you I dare will... bring my mother into this. I will quickly run through the segment I, I call... There is one word to describe each of these apparitions. Valak, the nun, we've discussed many a times, and I've already said it, is sadistic. Everything Valak has done can almost directly be attributed to I like to torture people and method act for that torture in the most inane and inefficient ways possible. So there's no other reason for me to do this other than my pure entertainment. Annabelle, and the demon at least, controlling the Annabelle, that one is bored. It has, of course, the base desire for a soul, all demons do, blah, 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 blah. But it actively is like, I'm just gonna mess with stuff just to see what it does. I've never seen a sewing machine before the fuck does it do oh it jabs a needle rapidly i could use that later oh my god are these books nope i don't like this book nope i don't like this book are they conveniently also landing right next to a very vulnerable and easily damageable baby yes but i have no reason to believe that annabelle actually wanted to harm the child because i think it was just more interested in the books <laughs> Then it was there's... just reading the books and throwing them over its shoulders. Exactly. That's exactly Shit. it. It's just Shit. Nope. garbage. <laughs> whack, whack. Where's the demonology? Main character dies in the end. Where's the Charles Dickens? <laughs> there's then there's uh then there's a uh, <laughs> I'm gonna call her Bethesda. Then there's Bethesda. She has this whole thing. I want my land and I'ma actively, you know, spite anybody who tries to take my land. So she's petty. Moving on. Finally, there's Bill, controlled by Valak, notably, but still Bill himself. Bill is grumpy. Very stereotypical grumpy. Get... Oh, and a science <laughs> guy. <laughs> a very, very grumpy, get off my lawn type of type of personality. Because um, I'm pretty sure that whole thing about getting out the house was not a Valak thing. Because Valak wants the soul. Why would he want them to leave the house if... <laughs> If well, Bill's like, if Bill get out just the house. wanted them to leave so that Valak could Bill, get them. Bill, Bill, what if no, Bill, Bill. What if Bill secretly a hero the entire time? Bill secretly because Bill wanted his family, Bill. but his family wasn't here. So then he just wanted to leave, and Valak was like, "Nah, no. this is prison. You my bitch now." No. Right. Now I I do agree with you. There's probably a reality, maybe even a fanfic, uh, written one day, that uh, about Bill being actually an upstanding spirit just uh trapped in unfortunate circumstances he probably shouldn't have said this is my house though just, this was rhetoric, my house the, 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 the rhetoric the rhetoric was a little possessive if you know what i'm saying all he had to say was this was my house and, and right. it's like well i can't say no because or even or even it the very was. classic ghost get out now get Don't be out the what was that character cowardly dog remove one? yourselves literally the opposite of let me in let me in that's let right. me out let me out let, yourself let me out. out let yourself this out this is not a dance also the crazy thing is that uh i think outside of the ouija board 
Bill's been there the whole time. Yeah, he was in the show. Yeah, so it's also, just Bill like... might have definitely killed their mom. Yeah. Uh, she died in the same chair in the same corner. I mean, I give it to her. She yeah. uh, fucking kept it. I would have threw that chair out uh, immediately. Yeeted. Yeetus deletus. And spackled that wall. I'm tired of looking at it. I don't have OCD. Yeah. You think like... But I see that literal decrepit wall. Something must be done. Anything. I wonder how many of those people are still alive. Let's find out. It's only, All what, in the dead. 70s? early like mid 60s 70s they they got 50 years to live we know the mama she died r.i.p yes, rest in peace in the chair so any other final thoughts that you have about the four movies within this six seven long series yeah i really let's get it better i really want to show <laughs> y'all annabelle house party yeah i'm the down J for it and conjuring was too long <laughs> <laughs> I will elaborate on that in the future with a video. Yeah, very nice. I can't wait for it. Alright. Is that all we have for today? I believe so. Thanks for hanging out, Amber, and anyone else who may have been lurking in the chat. Roz, do you have anybody for us to raid as I in the stream? Uh, not in the stream, in the recording? Uh, hi, podcast listeners. We appreciate you too. Go make something. Anything. And I would love to see it, or hear it, or read it. Maybe even feel it. I don't, I don't know hi, what type of media. I don't know what type of media will come out in the future. It might be something that just directly vibrates my skin. Uh, you yeah, she's just... still alive. She's perfectly fine. Yay. Which one? Uh, the uh, Janet. Yeah, Janet. Damn. Janet's like what? Pushing 60? Uh, she was born in 1965, 65, so... 50 or... Oh, she's 57. Alright. We're gonna make something. Bye. Bye, bye.